0: That we really believed that if we didn't go out there and do exactly what we needed to do to get over, we were going to be fired. Yeah.
1: Feed me more.
0: Wake up. It's Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback. And I'm sitting here. Hi. With pubescent Asian, Asian hey Joe Hi guys. And uh JD in Florida. What's going on guys?
2: Asian Joe, how's how's your week been? <laughs> well, it's good. Um good. <laughs> yeah, it's good guys. It's, it's good, <laughs> really should, good. Your voice <laughs> is I getting should, higher pitched every week. I should seriously like as I get older, my uh, I should revert back to my pubescent adolescent. <laughs> yeah, years. I feel
0: like this is that your your Benjamin, <laughs> Budding, Benjamin Budding, Budding, Button. Benjamin yeah. Button, yeah. On the show you're just getting you're getting <laughs> younger and younger, as me yeah. and JD are getting older and older. I
2: know. Even though I'm the oldest on this podcast, you are the oldest on the podcast. <laughs> but you, but
0: you're you're Asian and look the youngest. Yes. You right. think if we had a panel and all three of us lined up with our best, we get to pick our best photo. You think I get picked as the oldest every time?
2: Yeah, probably. Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> JD, how are you? Do- how you doing? Well,
3: dude? I got I got my glasses on today, so I'm bringing the sophistication to the podcast. <laughs> or I what just this, understand that mean? you know, la- ladies yeah, like. Guy That's too, good. and if I want to use my bluetooth. It was like I'm gonna... that for the uh sorry
0: to cut you off, JD. Oh, Joe okay. was saying that there's the so the screen when the we, we did the Michael Tarver interview, which is coming up later in the show, okay. Tyrone Evans. It the so when I did the Skype call, of course, they all come on the thing, it wasn't coming in the headphones. Okay. And I was freaking out and I'm like trying to get it and I and finally I undid the I undid this and plugged it in and then it came back into the headphones. I just I had to unplug that though and put it in but then and I unplugged this for the TV, and it never came back.
2: I you, think you're using the wrong cable. Are you, are you using the same cable? Yeah, you? I used the same one oh, that was okay. in there.
0: Because yeah. that one's connected to the blue.
2: The red bones connected? No. Do the red
0: bones <laughs> connected to the...
2: That's weird. Yeah,
0: I don't know. So I was going to have okay. him just put on uh, the ed- editor mic. Oh, just... Not, not the... What the hell? It works
2: when the Asian shows up.
0: You literally didn't do anything, just so everyone... You, you, you touched it.
2: Yeah, I touched it. Yeah, exactly.
0: You have the Asian touch. I have the Asian touch. <laughs> You gave it a happy ending.
2: Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, J.D., you're back on the screen. Sorry. Congratulations. Now we don't, we'll don't. we have a still image of J.D.
0: and Tarver during this, <laughs> the show. The, um, sorry, J.D., you mentioned Blue Chew. Sorry for cutting you off. I, I to Our main sure. sponsor of Conversation with the Big Guy. Well,
3: yeah. I was just saying that I brought the sophistication this week with my glasses because I know the ladies like a little bit of intelligence, and if I want to be able to make use of my Blue Chew, I have to... You know, entice the ladies. If and by the way, if there are actual any ladies who do listen to the podcast, and not, not we to...
0: have, we have some. We are primarily a male demographic. I feel like I, I feel like okay. I appeal to I, males. I, well, I mean, a the
2: female. There was a female my
0: Instagram photo. female thing has gone up. I've learned to post sexy photos of the big guy. Oh. To, like the for the av shots, you get that little V. I've realized that's what. My I've noticed my female traffic has gone up. Just speaking honestly.
2: Okay. Just all right.
0: Don't. I feel like you're judging the fuck out of me. I am. We
2: you. should. We I should. Already telling you guilty. If,
4: if
0: you, you are,
3: <laughs> if, if you are a female and watch the show, leave us a review so we know. That we, is we actually yeah. Yeah. To say you just, are
0: female. That is. Uh, all reviews are encouraged and, uh, and yeah. well received. Um, but yeah, we could use some more female reviews. That's for that's for damn sure. Speaking of man things, I was going to say, Joe, I feel like you're really laughing at me this week.
4: I am, I am. I'm in a good mood, that's why. You can yeah, tell I'm in a good know, mood, you're so you're, in a
0: mood, so you're laughing at me. I, I had a great conversation asking long-ass winded questions with my buddy, Michael yeah, Tarver. Yeah, had to
2: wait outside for a good five minutes. I apologize for that. <laughs> I forgot to
0: unlock the door for you. Which, J.D., I, I always, I was telling J.D., I go, I, but I inv- I, you, I know you're coming over, but we were talking, it's like, because you walk in. Yeah. And it's very, J.D. was talking, it's a very old school thing. That's like a...
2: It's like a 90s, 80s yeah. thing where you leave the door unlocked. And, and, I, and I
0: said, I go, I go, I know he's coming over, so it's, it's actually better, too, because JD brought up, because like, the dogs, because yeah. like, that way they don't, like, if they're out or whatever, don't run to the door. Right. But I was like, well, what if I'm, like, but I wouldn't be doing that because I know you're coming over. Right. If it wasn't, like, I
3: wouldn't just, come over on Wait, what, what, what if you're doing what? What if you're doing <laughs> I, <what>? I'm <laughs> just
0: saying, like, what if I was doing something? I'm in the question mark.
3: If what you with, if you were to experiment with, the blue with blue Chew? Chew? <laughs> yeah,
0: if I took his yeah, Joe like, would say if I just popped some blue chews and was lying on lying on the couch. I wouldn't.
2: If, yeah, I would never come back. Oh, how ever did this again. get on the TV? It's like yeah, uh, Asian Joe is not not coming
0: back to the show again. Cause no, no, no. <laughs> that that would be extremely messed up if I knew you were coming over and that happened. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you just show up at like three in the afternoon. Like when I was a kid, I used to show up to Kevin Salisbury's house, ride my bike over there, and just walk in his house. Yeah. Like that was. I look back at that and I go. What the fuck? But that, that was, we all did that yeah. to, some, to some regard, but <laughs> it,
2: yeah. It's called, um, I think I heard, heard the Latsky Kid, where you would have like a, a key to your house yeah. whenever your parents are gone, so you can, go, you, you can go inside yourself. Yeah. And so sometimes when you're hanging out with your buddies and stuff like that, you, just, you know, by yourself, you just leave the front door unlocked yep. and let them in because they don't have the key. That would uh, that would be. You would
0: have a lot of questions if that did happen, and I knew you were coming. With I, I, I have a fairly large house well, where is, I could I be would, anywhere no, but in that front. I room would and...
2: not have a question. I would not come back yes. ever again. Yes. It's like I instantly block you on Twitter and Instagram. Just <laughs> block. It's like, Joe. What happened? To, like, what happened to you and Ryback? Man, I got to like, make a fake I, account to get a hold of you. Yeah, it's like ah, I don't want to talk about it. The show,
3: the show, the show would be over. It would be permanently, <laughs> permanently disconnected to technical difficulties. No Asian <laughs> yeah. Joe, to fix it. I wouldn't want the
0: show to be canceled. It just is canceled because I can't get it up and running. <laughs> I get <it> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have an agent to fix things. <laughs> Every week, it's like I try for like three or four weeks, and then I just stop.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, the podcast episodes would be like three minutes long. Everybody's like, what's going on? It's like, technical difficulties arise. That's like, that's all we got.
0: Big dumb Ryback. Can't put out a show. No, I was going to say, I actually, though, today, because my dad, I had to drop a picture frame off. Um, it's funny. My sister bought, got him this nice, like, Dodger poster of the, the old announcer for the Dodgers, Vince Scully. And uh, I've had it sitting here for like two years. She wanted me, she got it for me as a gift. We got like two years ago for Christmas. Because birthday is on Christmas, he, double holiday, his birthday and, and Christmas. Stop, As a kid, we, that was always the he just got Christmas gifts, so <laughs> it was probably explains a lot. But it's uh, I I was she goes, can you get a frame for this? I go, yeah, yeah, I'll get a frame, and because like, I always go to Michael's to get frames for different things and whatnot, and it's a weird size print though, so they don't sell frames. You have to get it custom yeah, made. Yeah. So, but I finally went and got that done. And it, was, it got completed. So, But I was, I was going over there. But I realized, I go, I just always just have a key. I just walk in my dad's house. And I was like, I've done that because it's just, I used to live there when I was younger and whatnot. And I called him for the first time before, but he wasn't there. He was out golfing. So, mm-hmm. But it just got me to thinking about that. I was like, I probably shouldn't do that to him.
2: Well, you... Because well, I think so, like, now with the August, 70s. I told you about the August key where you can actually use your phone yeah. to go inside. And I need to else. get
0: one of the thing things for, because my townhouse has one. Yeah. I think, I, but it, watch, I'll get one here, then I'll move and buy the other, and then it all, i just no, buy can, it for you, all my rental. But it's good to have switch, it for, you, can,
2: you can take it out. And yeah. it out, and, and so switch back. But the, yeah, that is actually, it's not a bad idea. Yeah.
0: I would just buy a new one for here. That that app is, I love that thing, man. Yeah. It's, it's I different. like, I know too when... The girl that's running out the townhouse. It tells I, you when it's she usually out. goes through the garage, yeah. but I could tell if it, I know it, it's locked or oh, unlocked. Okay. And that's cool. So
2: Oh well, yeah, congratulations to the Dodgers. They actually convinced events to the uh the NLCS, the, uh, NLCS yeah, championship, DS, yeah, championship series. series. Yeah. yeah They've
0: be, been good for a bit here again, man.
2: Yeah. I yes. for the entire season it was pretty shaky.
0: I was a big Mike Piazza fan growing up. Yeah, me too. Up. Eric Carros well, and Mike Piazza. I was a Raul I, was a Hedeonomo. Hedeonomo I had a Hideo Nomo poster. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh they had Vladimir Guerrero for a bit yeah, too, right? yeah, Before he went to the Angels. No,
2: no, no. Wait, they didn't have Vladimir Guerrero. They had his brother. Okay, I, I was thinking his widow, uh, w- Walton Guerrero. Yeah, there was yeah, a, there was, was uh,
3: but I remember. Guys, but, guys I'll, I'll I'll be over here in the non-baseball section. Okay? <laughs> no, you don't watch
2: baseball. <laughs> Not a fan of baseball. <laughs> right, Any, I, just, um, I
3: never really watched it, but it's, you guys go
2: ahead, go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no. I was just we can talk about hockey. We can talk about hockey. How's your hockey thing going?
0: No, no, you guys finish no, your no, baseball. No, we're, we're I was not... just saying I was a big fan, though, of the Mike Piazza, Eric Carroll's Raul Mondesi. That, that trio they had was pretty solid yeah, for a bit. Yeah, uh, Mike the Piazza's dirt. freaking mustache. Owns a bunch of car dealerships now. He's a businessman yeah, much, business much like myself. Yeah. The, uh, what I was going to say I, is – oh, sorry, J.D. I was,
4: I was,
3: I was just going to say I saw Angels in the Outfield one as a kid. Does that count for anything? <laughs> That's good enough. That was a good movie, <laughs> that was
2: actually. That a good movie. But a rookie? That was a good baseball movie. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. We'll well, and
3: and, yeah. The, and of course the Sandlot. Yes. Sandlot man, go, they yeah. redid it a
0: few times. That first one was. Yeah. <laughs> what was the uh, the dude's name? Which one? The Which main one? guy in it, uh, Smalls. No, not Smalls. Uh, the guy, Ben, um, the guy, the the star, like the big, the the great player, the know. guy who was the Benny. Benny, what what was his name? His his. Why am I not? I can't
2: think of you're it. You're talking about the, the character who played it or the. No, the, ca- like
0: the, the, his name in the movie.
2: Oh, the name in the movie. It was like it a, is... something. I don't know why I can't. Ham? Think. Huh? Let's see. Let's, let's see. Oh, no, no I'm
3: Ham talking. was the uh, catcher. Yeah, Ham was the catcher. Ham wasn't the fucking star of the
0: Sandlot.
2: Well, I mean, he kind of made it. Unless he like food. But didn't he say, wait, didn't he say, didn't Ham say, you're killing me, Smalls?
0: No, but I'm not. No, that, that was one of the lines. I'm talking about the guy. Uh, it's Benny... Benjamin Franklin? Not Benny Rodriguez. Was it Benny Rodriguez? I don't know why I'm he's caught he's up on the guy's ben- goddamn guys Benjamin,
3: name. Benjamin Franklin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. It was No, it was. They're... Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. No, not his Benjamin real name. Frank- oh, Mike. The... Uh, no, Benjamin Franklin that, that, is his character. That's his character name. Right here. Wait, hold on. Here's Hamilton Ham, Benjamin Franklin, Scotty Smalls, Alan Yaya... Yeah, yeah. They no. just
3: called him ben, Benny all the time. Yeah, Benny. What was
2: he
0: had a name like Speed or something. It wasn't, a, why am I thinking? Are you thinking about a specific game? Did... Hold I on, it. show me that up close. Huh, let me.
3: I got to get the Lasix done where I that's, got the that's better of the 20 that vision. That's the guy was, he was the, the good player.
0: Yeah, the good player, but I thought he had a. a... Benny. Was... Benny, yeah, Benny, but I thought his last name wasn't Benny, Benny. Fra- Frank- ben- Franklin? It wasn't Benny Franklin.
4: Soundline. Was...
0: It was it? It was bench. It, that makes no sense. What the? Uh, Benny the Jet. Ben, there Benny the did. Jet. Thank you. Oh, that's his nickname. That's why Speed. I was trying to. God damn it.
3: Speed. You were nowhere near. And you call yourself a baseball fan. Jet Speed. Same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Benny. Uh, Benny Speed. Benny Speed <laughs> had a coke problem later in life. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Benny the Jet. Thank you. God. <laughs> Anyways, I was saying I was... you're killing me, Ryback. <laughs> yeah, so wait, so
2: so not the first. Now, how how's your hockey uh, season going? Did you do?
4: Uh,
3: uh well, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I got my first game where uh, there was a bounty on my head. Uh, really? Yeah, the team was not ha- the other team was not happy with uh, my performance. I scored a goal that was probably a total fluke in the sense, like I mean, I would have you know trying to score, but. I went from post to post and then in, mm-hmm. and That's there was probably three players on the ice that all said, holy shit, right afterwards, but uh, two guys on the other team started to get extremely frustrated with me and uh, how fast I skated in addition to scoring, so uh, there was a shift. I was on the ice, and of course, the two benches are only separated by a penalty box, and apparently, while I was on the ice, these two shitheads were on the bench commiserating about how to take me out of the game. So I came off the ice for my shift, and one of the guys who was sitting on that end of the bench he goes, dude, they're over there talking about trying to take you out of the game. Seems I like said, a bit much for, yeah, for, uh, for an and amateur yeah, and hockey like, game. I know, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And like he's like, yeah, no, there's other people who are like, guys, just chill the fuck out and just play the game. And So I just stood up, and I, was, I literally just yelled over there. I was like, you fucking poor sports. I said... <laughs> You seriously are over there planning my fucking demise? I said, okay, go ahead, uh, come come do it when I'm on the ice if you can fucking catch me. I said, why don't you just learn how to play the game? And uh, then when I was out there, I was beaking the whole time too because it's like they got the one one guy actually he ended. Are up you the Conor
0: McGregor eject- of, of your team? Is-
2: <laughs> no, I mean I'm, no, I'm, I'm he's sorry. Like the, he's more I, of the Khabib. Uh, he's no, the more of the Khabib. <laughs> Khabib. No.
0: I feel like you. I feel like you're kind of a bit of a Conor out there.
2: No, I, I
3: am, but I am, but I'll, I'm. Sarcastic, so like it's here's not Personal, yeah.
2: If yeah, can you get back if it up pl- though.
3: Well, if people are playing hard, yeah, and I give them and I give them some sarcasm, and they crack a smile, I let them know, yeah, it's cool. We're just playing. If they're kind of being a dick, <clears throat> and I and give them some sarcasm, and they, you know, mean mug me, then I'm like, all right, bitch. Uh, you know, I'll get rough in the corners and, and whatever else. I mean, there's no hitting allowed, but it, you can still, you can still get a little bit physical, but the, the one guy who was the biggest shit disturber, he ended up getting ejected out of the game for so many penalties, yeah. and uh, there was one specific incident with me where he cross-checked me from behind, which should have been a penalty, and then I kept I controlled the puck. He hooked me. I still kept control of the puck because I came around the net and around the corner. That wasn't a penalty, so finally he just came up beside me and turned into fucking Paul Bunyan and two-handed uh, with his stick across my stick. Whoa. Ugh broke my stick and finally the ref called him for slashing i was like really it took that much for you guys to finally call the goddamn penalty like i
0: feel like this is a bit much for this yeah i feel like i feel like this is just like it you all want to everyone wants to play well and have it's just have fun i feel like this is i mean
2: mean, yeah
3: but it's like it's playing hard and playing competitive but it's like we're not playing for money
0: yeah that's what i mean that's why like i feel like it's there's no need to for that. Plan hurting other people or.
2: I play co ed floor hockey in Chicago. And wait, you do? Was, wait, what, what? Hold on. coed I, what? Uh, co ed floor hockey. Okay. Is this like rollerblade hockey? No, this basically you play with your shoes. You're in your shoes. And you, play, you, it's it, it's in a basketball court. Yeah. And then you have nets on either end. Okay. And I've never heard of this. You never, you never play heard no, of this. No, I just remember hockey, I play, It's probably a Midwest. Midwest you season. had
3: in in Canada, you have to play floor hockey yeah. in gym class. It's cool. Yeah, Whoa. it's so awesome. See, that's
0: what we never. Yeah,
3: we
2: yeah. had
0: roller hockey. When, like in yeah, our roller.
2: Neighborhood. Ho- there's roller hockey, but like during this gym is, class, yeah. they, obviously not everyone's gonna have ro- roller hockey. I'm so. trying to think if we ever. You know what we
0: no, we had these we had um lacrosse? It was but the it, maybe it was the, the but they were plastic like little scoops they would call. Yeah,
2: they for lacrosse. Yeah, it's, we would play
0: though just where you had to with a softball. Right. And it would we'd play on the football
2: field outside and nobody knew No, what no was. That's, that's the what coach lacrosse. didn't even explain what the hell we were doing.
0: <laughs> we just it was
2: Well either dad or Dodds ball. That was like the ultimate yeah. but no we You played. know you have a lazy
0: PE coach and they don't even explain the rules to no, you either like, they just, right,
2: just hit each other with a ball <laughs> they blow the
0: whistle for you that's what coaches imagine coaches now like with their cell phones oh yeah on fucking Pornhub while the kids are well, out there well you
2: know what's, what's, what's funny is though like during, during like, if, either dodgeball or floor hockey or whatever there's always a group of girls that huddles together that doesn't yep. want to do anything the rebels so, yeah they're, well, they they're smoke rebels. after their merit but they the just don't want to do anything and, they're lazy yeah, and so you just throw the ball the at evils. their face and they're, yep. they're out but no um, what I'm whatever whatever <laughs> So what during like we we had some really intense floor hockey games and like some of the girls like they are rough, and <laughs> what they're like you know the, some of the girls Did you get bl- picked on no I was gonna, okay. I was a, I was a goalie so okay I was, I was, I was goalie too actually in yeah. soccer Yeah. Joe was this nice. when you were in school no when was this the, no this this is like like this is now. It, this like is this is like, life this is like uh, like after like when I was like twenty two twenty three they had like um kind of like a beer, like after, you know, we would, you know, play floor hockey, we would just go to the bar and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a, a – that's a, kind of like what you're doing. It's like for fun. I was going to yeah.
3: say co, co-ed sports once you're a grown-up is like, hey.
2: Yeah. But no, there was some – might, might,
3: might, might have to have some blue chew in yeah. the back pocket. Oh, no, yeah, there yeah, – that, yeah, I mean, point. like,
2: there, there are some rough girls, but there some good-looking the girls playing some chew. floor hockey too. So um, it was fun. Right, but uh, there was a couple games that – we had little fights going on. she like, like tumbled to the floor, and well, like, no, actually, because um, one time I actually got a concussion. <laughs> I, believe I feel it, like
0: this stuff shouldn't be happening in this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like this is just for fun. But the thing is,
2: though, we're playing for so I'm actually wearing full goalie gear. Yeah, um, playing floor hockey, and so I guess is that
0: also your Leo Hardo outfit? No, okay, no,
2: just check. Um, no, because I, I played goalie, you know, played hockey, you know, this floor yeah. hockey and stuff like that for fun, and then um. So what happens is the other team was a brand-new team, and so they didn't know the rules, per se. So, you know, I had, I had the ball, and, and so once you get the ball, there's no face-off. You just pass it to your own, yeah. own teammate. So the rule is that once the goalie has the ball, they have to stay and stand behind the free-throw line. And so as soon as the goalie drops the ball or passes it to their friends, then you can go after the player. So I had the puck, about to drop it, and then my teammate told, told me to pick it up because the guy went over the line. And so I just picked it up so I don't you know give up the goal. So I picked it up. He kept running after me. And so I'm, like, not even looking because he's just come from, from the side. And he came after me and, like, as his momentum pushed my head into the, the post. And I heard a loud clang. <sighs> and so I felt, like, it hit my head. And so, like, even though I'm wearing a goalie mask, I mean, just a loud noise. It's like. And so then I fell back and I hit my, my back of my head on the floor. And so li- literally I'm like on the floor like days. It's like, what the hell happened? And so they actually had a, a trainer there just so in case something happens. Yeah. Came up to me. he's like, you know, gave me the test, the, the eyes, who was the president, whatever. And so it's like, yeah, you just have a little minor concussion. And it's like, and you probably shouldn't drink. It's like, dude. there's no, no point that was of showing no up, point to of showing up. Yeah. And so for like, yeah, <laughs> so I didn't drink for a while. And, then, and so that's, uh, that's my story of getting a concussion from, from, from hockey. It's intense. It is pretty intense.
0: That shouldn't be happening.
2: No, it shouldn't be happening, but it happens. You know
0: what? what? One place you where you will not get a concussion in what sport? One sport? Bowling. I feel
3: like you're safe bowling,
2: Joe. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'll beg the dip for that. Wait, really? Yeah. Did you
3: not watch uh, The the Big Lebowski? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
3: No, I'm a big king. Shit gets
2: gets intense, dude. Roy
0: Munson did lose his hand. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it does get pretty intense, Dude, there was, Imagine uh,
3: all the stuff we don't hear about.
0: The Rubber Man, a big Roy Munson was a big Blue Chew guy. Also, I heard. <laughs> yes, he was
3: Blue <laughs> Chew with him. Oh man, <laughs> that
2: sponsorship! No, it was the condoms. It wasn't a condoms. Yeah, no, the I know Rubber think. Man, but They're I'm right, saying right. he was endorsing the condoms. Oh with yeah, blue yeah. Shoe. it's true. It's
3: they go true. hand in hand, Joe. Okay, <laughs> shut up. He only had one hand. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I
0: was gonna say uh, before I got into this, I was like, speaking of, do you guys? I wrote it down in my little notes. Do you guys ever have problems finding a, a good deodorant for men? This is a real issue I've yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. And I've... I've I,
2: I rotate them. I rotate... Because, like, after a while, the deodorant starts being be ineffective. Then I try a new brand. Yeah. Or I'll try the clinical sp- uh, strength one. I've tried all of them. Yeah.
0: And I... Uh, I noticed, because I'd go... If I go to the tanning beds, mm-hmm. like, I'll just shower everything. But it was... And I noticed one arm was always worse than the other. Mm-hmm. And it was... It wasn't, like, bad or anything. Right. But you just... I, I forgot about this because years ago I realized that this, somebody told me, I forget it was another guy that the woman's deodorant secret was the best deodorant that, that you will not smell. And anyways, I went back to trying all these different ones and, uh, I was like, I was in the store the other day and I came across, I go, I'm just going to try this again and see, and problem solved. So like
2: so you go you go to the store and get Women's Secret and you go to checkout can.
0: I had other things. I had food items.
2: Right. So. The I'm old, a big, big so believer in the Secret the so book. Tec- so you might the, as well the use cashier the cashier looks at you right back, buying, Secret. No, there was so go- much
0: other stuff and steaks and shit on there. Sure. I shouldn't even think about that. Uh, I'm sure. Buying it for my, <laughs>
2: wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Felt like Chris so listen, right yeah. there. Yeah, my wife. Wife. <laughs> Hey, uh, did
3: you know, actually, uh, a couple of years ago, I read an article, and it said most people don't even know when to put deodorant on. The right time of the day is actually supposed to be right before you go to bed because the deodorant has to absorb into your armpits, and it, I guess it takes a couple of well, hours it's to kinds, do so. There's
2: two kinds, antiperspirant and, and deodorant. I always
3: do
0: antiperspirant because right. deodorant never... And, man, I tried, like... I remember I went through a phase in WWE where I was natural everything like a, like cleaning product i tried it like and yeah. i still buy a lot of that stuff yeah. but i try to do the natural deodorant and like yeah. ones with baking soda i swear to god not even you would put it on at the in the hotel before i even got to the gym right and i like and i would be like this shit sucks i remember i was i tried it for like three weeks i'm constantly putting it on during the day
2: so question so when you wrestle do the other guy not wear their sometimes or do you, they're, you spo- they're supposed to yeah, yeah but that's the
0: last thing. you don't want to ever try to you don't want to be smelly but I'm sure we all especially when you go on like long tours and stuff right. your gear starts smelling like shit and like I always sweat a lot like, right. in my singlet and I have all the fucking knee pad that shit just man it's, it, just it's just a pain in the ass you got to take your gear out in the hotel room spray it mm-hmm. and let it air dry and sometimes you're so tired you forget to take it what's out what's the, the
2: most bag? effective way to like kind of just sanitize the it. Like, the, like
0: the Febreze type spray okay. or they have they have different odor sprays but I, I, tell you, man, you can't even some of it. <clears throat> when I was just wearing trunks, it's not an issue as much. But when you're wearing like things that absorb a lot of sweat, like long tights or like singlets, it, it's man.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I have goalie gear and it, freaking. It's tough, reeks. man. Yeah, it's for for,
3: for for breeze for uh for, for clothing. That's what I use in my hockey gear. Yeah, anything that I can't wash, and I just I spray it down real good and just hang it up.
2: Yeah, I put a ton of fabric softener inside my bag. That's but, a smart move, too. But yeah, it's, it does. Yeah, it's pretty smelly.
3: The, uh, I'm going to go
0: ahead. I want to go ahead. We're going to take a quick little break right here. And I think we're going to come back. I want to talk about the, 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 the fights. big fights. Yeah. A lot to talk about. Yeah, that. for sure. And uh, we'll be right back after my, these messages. My balls are hot. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to bluechew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings you performance in the bedroom to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so they work. Since they're chewable, they'll work even faster than a pill. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And this stuff is cheaper than those other two, so this is a no-brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Blue Chew ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code RYBACK. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code RYBACK. And we are back. Ugh. You guys, I know JD. You had a hockey game, I know, this week, and you weren't able. The bar wasn't able to get the fights, I believe. Correct?
3: Yeah. So I, uh, I was actually reading the. They had live play by play online, so I'm sure I was a couple minutes behind. But as soon as I got home, I watched the uh, on YouTube. It was on. The uh, I ordered it here at the house.
2: I <laughs> know. I saw the Instagram. It was like take, take my, my money. money, take my fucking <laughs>
0: money. It was the exact. It was... Uh, dude, I loved the whole thing. You that know was,
2: what? That's one of the first... Like, I guess... I mean, I watch other pay views I think that was the most, most entertaining and I think worth it to get pay-per-view for... Yeah, no, that months. one... For that that
0: fight alone was, and it going four rounds. That delivered on that end, as far as it wasn't uh, over and done with. Right. F- type. The fight. other,
2: the other, uh, the other fights were amazing too. The
0: Derek Lewis fight, I think, is the one oh, that. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. The heavyweight fight, because that actually, he was the guy that that fought Francis Naganu mm-hmm. where that was the probably considered one of the worst fights in UFC history. Okay. As far I didn't as see that fight, that one, and, and both guys. Part of the problem, both guys could throw bombs, mm-hmm. so each one was being respectful of not because you know one shot get knocked the, yeah, you know get knocked out. It was uh, and so they were kind of gun shy a little bit. And but Derek Lewis had hurt his back, which his back I'm curious to know what exactly is wrong with his back, right? Because he should really look the the stem, stem cells, also, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Is it's clearly an issue, and they said it affects his training and whatnot. But that fight was kind of it was it was entertaining. It was. It picked up as the fight kind of went on, but both guys were really tired. Yeah,
2: well, the f- the first round was actually you know the I don't know what was the Russian guy Vol- Vol- Volk Volkov Volkov, like Volkov was pretty much dominating the entire fight. And um, the first round, I mean, they're going at it. The second round, they're just just pacing around because Lewis was tired. Yeah, and he was just gassed. Of, he was gassed out, and um, and then the third, you know, third and. Was it the third three round? Yeah, yeah, third round. You know, then he, he realized. Caught him the
0: last minute of the thing and knocked him out. Ten cold. seconds left yeah. in the fight. It was, because uh, he had it. That was, you could still see at moments in the in the other rounds that he still had the power. He did. He just had to get the, the strength uh, yeah. to get it. But man, that was, uh, you text me during that because I caught part of it, but I was went into the kitchen. Yeah. And he had what many are calling probably the greatest the
2: greatest post fight interview. Interview,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> all over online. That yeah. thing, um because you text me, my balls are hot, and I like I, I <laughs> yeah I, like, out of
2: context, it's like why is <laughs> Joe texting me yeah. about
0: my ball? about his balls. <laughs> Another day at the office.
3: <laughs> yep, well, Joe's balls are hot. Good J- deal, Joe. Joe, are you replying to your DMs on Twitter? Yeah,
2: yeah. that's definitely. <laughs> Hey baby, my balls are hot. What are you gonna do with it? <laughs>
0: he actually no, that was. Uh, he's an entertaining guy, man. And they they dude like you if, know, you're number two, you're in line for a contender for dude, a title shot. There, there. If no. you're
2: ever listening to this show, we would love to have you on. We um, may not have weed for you because he did mention that he was he want to go on Rogan's. Oh, we can
0: get some. I got a pack. Oh yeah, for we him. do.
2: Yeah. But was, uh, we're
0: in Vegas. What are you talking? about?
2: Well, we don't smoke it, so... And they can
0: it, sit it there, and we have a third seat.
2: Okay, moment. it'd be really interesting if all of us smoked during a podcast interview. The I would get That,
0: that would get some traffic would, for me. That, would not be, in, a yeah, not that in a good way. Not in a good way. On the wrestling dirt sheets would definitely... Yeah,
2: if it, if it happened to Elon Musk, it probably... For the, wrestling, <laughs> the Elon Musk of wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we would love to have Derek on this yeah, show. Yeah, no, I think that would be, that'd be a it cool It would, uh, would be, cool be the interview. most entertaining show we would have if Joe
0: Rogan says you have the best Instagram in the game that's a pretty good compliment yeah, as, far as I've been following
2: his Instagram after, uh, as soon as I followed actually well, I've heard other for, uh, people that wanted to follow him it didn't allow, allow him because he got so many Instagram followers after their interview really I, I followed him as soon as soon as the interview was over and so a bunch of other people try to follow him, and so I guarantee his. Joe
0: Rogan endorses you. That's a pretty good. Uh, yeah. God damn. But
2: um, but I also want to give a shout out to uh, one of the cut men, uh, Brad Tate. Um, he was there. He's the one of the black guys who did the the cuts and stuff. Okay. Like that. So. See
0: the guy when the, the fighters get in the into the before they go to the octagon that he puts on the.
2: The no 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 someone else does. Okay. But uh, Brad during between fights. Would, uh, okay. he would um, handle the, the cuts and all that stuff yep. like that. So I think he was on uh, Lewis' side. Okay. But uh, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, that was a nice smile that he did because he's, he's always serious all the time. So, but uh, give a shout-out. And, like, and, and Brad, if you ever want to come on the show, we would love to have you on the show too.
0: Good deal. We gotta, we're done, we've done all the Nexus guys now outside of the WWE ones.
2: Do you but also f- want to talk about the, the main event too? Or you just want to keep Yeah, going? yeah, no, absolutely, oh, okay. yeah.
0: Though I thought that was what, that was, I enjoyed the whole thing. I thought the, and, and I'm looking forward to them, hopefully, if they can do a rematch,
2: but. Yeah, well, what we about, do you want to talk about how Khabib just summed over the. Oh, yeah, we could talk about anything. Okay. My own show. <laughs> I'm
4: just asking. I don't know, I don't know what I'm that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, uh, I like I said, I, I think people, you're going to have, Connor, Connor sells fights, and if, me and J.D. always talk about this, because we've seen, if you've watched interviews of him outside of that element, he comes across much differently than he does when he's selling a fight. But yeah. part of the thing is, is this one was a little more personal, a lot more personal, unfortunately, and uh, it had repercussions for sure. Khabib, I think, and Connor being out of the game for two years like that, and he's gone through a lot, and he's gotten a lot of money and he he clearly i thought he still even though i think if anything this just shows how great Khabib is more than anything and i think that needs to be the first thing that needs to be recognized it doesn't take anything away from conor i think he he is a megastar and but it's i thought he he did some things really well watching that and a lot of people that that are in that game have recognized that did he 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 definitely I mean, he lost the fight but it, it to me there is a rematch there if they choose to to do that but again a lot of that's going to depend on what happens with uh khabib and it's pronounced actually there's two it's they, they said it's pronounced hubby but he goes they go by both mm. i think it was just easier saying khabib but the uh i don't think anybody expected anything like that afterwards him jumping over the cage and whatnot. Yeah,
2: he went after, I think he went over through Dylan McGregor's, Danis, yeah, McGregor's uh, jiu jitsu coach yeah.
0: or something and threw like a leaping drop kick, drop, yeah. stomp kick, stomp, stomp, kick. stomp, <clears throat> stomp drop kick type. Has
2: yeah. there ever been an instance <clears throat> during a wrestling fight where like one of the wrestlers go on the crowd and kind of like. No, not that I, not, not, not. There
3: used to be stuff like yeah, that, but I, well, speaking of which, I want to point out, too, because, of course, a lot of the wrestling fans are out in full force after this talking about how this was all staged and, uh, you know, not. they're taking a play at a WWE's book. Now, first of all, the Cormier-Lesnar deal in the cage, of course, that was staged. Now, you do not stage something in a crowd. Nope. Where there are liabilities everywhere you, you I mean there's you know like Dana White said the governor was sitting over there, the governor of Nevada yeah oh, wow. and it, you know they he he ran from his chair, and security ran after him to escort him out, like people can be killed you can't con- you can't control the situation like that no. in the crowd, so you're you're not going to have you know something to the tune of a work out in an area and People don't even realize because half of the police were in regular clothes. They had a million cops there, yeah, and they actually did not talk about in advance how bad the bad blood really was uh, amongst the fans because they didn't want to encourage it. I mean, they tr- they kept it between Connor and Khabib, but like they could, they knew it was brewing and. Like, Brandon Schaub was on Joe Rogan's yeah, podcast last I week. I saw that, too, yeah. And he, predicts, and he
2: predicted that, too.
3: Yeah, and he goes, I am not. I don't want to go to the fight because, like, you know, they're downplaying this or they're they're not, you know, or rightfully so, but it's too dangerous. And, like, you can't control, you know, at, at any point, too. I mean, there were so For as many security guards and cops that were there, it still, for a brief moment, was out of hand. Now, just think to yourself, if another 10 or 20 people... Rush the cage. Yep, it would have been, you know, and and it doesn't matter that there's, you know, they probably have metal detectors and all that stuff. When you're talking about a riot or a near riot, and it's so packed in there, especially right around the cage, somebody can get knocked down, and next thing you know, they're getting stomped on by thirty or forty people. Even if it's accidental, they're dead. Now you have a death at the show. Anything in the cage afterwards—that's you know—to the flavor of of uh, Cormier and Lesnar you know that they're, you know, orchestrating that outside the cage. You know, and everybody was saying, like, oh, you know, the guys who jumped in the cage after, you know, McGregor, you know, that was a setup, too, or, or you know, it was McGregor's fault or anything. Like no, it wasn't. Like, you could see Claire's day. McGregor jumped on the cage. He tried to leave the cage, and one of Khabib's guys jumped there up there with him, they had a little incident between themselves. They both fell off the cage. yeah. another guy jumped the cage, circled around, came back, and he, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, Connor swung first. If you watch the the footage,
4: the guy's swinging
3: at him swinging, yeah. He swings at the exact same time as Connor, and Connor's punch lands first. So what are you going to do? Just stand there when a guy's running and he's yeah. swinging? like And then the other guy jumped from behind, like, no, it was not a work it was exciting and entertaining as hell, but it was not a work. And, you know, it was a very it's serious, situation. Yeah. well, a serious situation that could have been a lot worse. That, they, they, they locked out uh, on that. That yeah. could have been,
0: and there were, there were a lot of fights from what I understand up. And I put something on Instagram of one of, uh, one of the Irish guys taunting
3: some of the Russian. I, yeah. 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 I told you, mm-hmm. I saw but a the, few other, there the was a Russian group of Russians. Were, yeah. I saw about three or four other fights of that same group of Russians fighting other people in just other parts up, of the arena. Just
0: walking up was,
3: It was... It was chaotic. You can't and they're not going like to talk that. about it because they don't want to encourage it. No. Well,
0: you can't...
4: That,
3: that you,
0: can't. you can't allow that kind of stuff. And that, that's why I say going out now, like, in, It's really dangerous now, man. And, like, can you imagine if you, you had your wife and kids? You just want to go to the fights and, like, you can't... You're in Primo's... <clears Muslim. throat> I saw footage, like, after the weigh-ins, the fans, just, they were being, there's so much alcohol involved, but they, and I've heard from people, like, there's, the people that come out here for these are are wild, and people are coming to Vegas already with a wild hair up their ass to begin with. It's, it's just a bad thing, man. I don't know. It's, uh.
3: I saw a fight with a couple. It was a a guy, he was wearing a McGregor t-shirt. Yeah. And his, his wife was wearing a really nice dress, and the clip that I saw was, Security was, the two girls were on the ground fighting. They were wearing dresses. One guy, the one guy was wearing a McGregor t-shirt. The other guy was wearing just regular clothes. And the couple, the the two of them were fighting, the four of them were fighting amongst each other uh, off to the side. And it was just match. like,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, that happens a lot here in Vegas, I've heard. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you can't have it. That and it, it's and what Khabib did is that's that's why this is so bad. Is because that is what ignited. Had he stayed in the cage, not to say the other fight, I'm sure there would have been fights still. Yeah. At, that so, it, it it you can't put all that on him. You can't. And, no. and there there was a lot of tension. But as a professional athlete, people are going to go by what you do, and if they see you do that, it, it's going that. It, it, it could have been a million times worse, and mm-hmm. I think he just got caught up in the moment. And it's there was a lot riding on that, and it's not over by a long shot, I'm sure. They and it's it's great they have a they they have a sell for the second one. Now you know if they if there is a second one if Khabib because we got to wait and see what they're gonna what the, the ruling is gonna be on all that. It's not gonna be pretty, I'm sure. <clears throat> Whether it's a hefty fine, a, a six month suspension, if not longer. It's uh, something has to be done, though. You can't allow that kind of behavior. And those guys that jumped in the cage, I think they should be punished to the fullest fullest extent because you can't. You got to make examples out of people so that people, because otherwise, people need to know that if there are serious repercussions mm-hmm. if you cross that line. Right. Well,
3: Dana and, said they'll never fight in the UFC. Yeah, those two no, guys,
0: rightfully so. And it's not. Yeah. You can't do that. You just can't. It's. uh and that doesn't make the the bus situation that was a wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right. And but in that setting, that was underground in the arena amongst other fighters, essentially, and some security and staff, not thousands and thousands of fans, mm-hmm. and rowdy mm-hmm. fans, drunk fans, and two countries who have decided now they don't like each other yeah. based off these two guys, which you should never come to that to begin with. No. This is a personal thing with, a, and There's, it should stay as that. Yeah. It, it, the the fighting gets nowhere outside of that. Like if you want to fight so bad, go do that in a in the proper setting. But don't put innocent people in jeopardy, and uh, especially in my fucking city. I Muts. still
3: think the, I still think the bus situation probably had a little bit of orchestrated. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, If that's the case, and, yeah. and I and I think the dolly was probably just supposed to hit the lower part of the bus, and I think Connor threw it too threw hard and too high hard, yeah. and yeah like if you look at how many cameras they had there yeah what are you it, odds? Fil- filming it from every angle it was like and they're like oh well, we're filming ufc mm-hmm. embedded you had an awful lot of cameras there i think it was somewhat orchestrated and it you know maybe it got a little out of control and i bet you the the connor was just supposed to throw the dolly at the bus or something to that or maybe they didn't even know he was going to do it but I don't think his intention was probably to throw it through the glass. Did they, mean, cause he, he could have killed somebody.
0: Yeah. Did they say how they got – did he have 40 people with him or 20 or – I think like 20. So I never asked this, but the Barclays Center, to get down there, you have to take a giant – I don't know if there – there obviously probably is other ways into the building, but there would be security and whatnot if you try to go through the front, like in the fans' entrance and whatnot. Right. To get underground, though, to where you have to you have to take a, it, like the buses go on, it's a big uh, elevator that they have to the lower the vehicles down one at a time. It's either one big bus or multiple cars, mm-hmm. but to get down there takes time and the building letting
3: you in.
2: Right.
0: So how did that, did they ever say how they got down there to begin
3: with? They said they got past security and they were going to look into it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, so that is
0: that is red yes, flag. That, 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 that yeah, was that, that was another one. red
2: flag. Plus, yeah. like, plus it was it was like you know it's a criminal you know it's a criminal offense.
0: Because if you see him with twenty other Irishmen, yeah, and that that doesn't draw, and they're not on the card, and it's early, like uh, yeah, that hey, but, hey that's buddy, very interesting. In.
3: We're, we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything, buddy. Just let us in, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had some money it's to give him time. though, not wanted. a long time.
0: Jesus, no, but I it, it's unfortunate. But at the end, it, luckily, the good thing is nobody
3: was seriously hurt. I'm sure there was, but they're just oh, not reporting yeah. it. Yeah, outside there. of no. –
0: yeah, fan-wise, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's – and I, I th- those videos are going to pop up because on on Instagram, social media.
2: What's well, funny, like, they actually – I saw on Facebook, someone posted up um, a video of actually – because, you know, people think that Connor is – you know, after after Khabib jumped over the fence, that Connor, then then I think one of Khabib's guys jumped over the fence and, and like kind of um, sucker punched him or something yeah. like that. What they didn't show in the the on the pay per view, someone took the video of the entire thing that actually McGregor actually went after another guy. You know, so so it wasn't just McGregor was just kind of sitting there, oh, like, yeah. you know, being innocent. After after the fight, well, we that's remember. what
0: they showed that he went, he jumped up on the cage towards right. where that, and then another guy met him up there. And one
3: a Khabib, yeah, and another one of Khabib's guys jumped on the cage, and they yeah. were face to face, yeah. And the, the, it looked like the guy swung with his left, and mm-hmm. Connor swung with his left, right? And then they, they kind of security kind of pulled them pulled down. down, yeah, yeah, because yeah,
2: Connor was jumping, trying to jump over the fence, too. Security which, goes at the end him. of the
3: day, I mean, he's going, he saw his team's he getting jumped, attacked yeah. His, yeah his team's getting attacked so but and but a lot of what people are pointing to is the the uh, the trainer cuz he was wearing black and he had the black gloves on obviously that when when Connor punched him and they're like oh he punched him first i saw about five different angles mm-hmm. that were uh, to the left of those guys so you'd be looking at them head on the guy was swinging as he ran yeah. and lunged, but at that Carter. point, like, anyway, it, regardless, throwing, and we're not th-
0: taking sides. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. He was, he was, throwing, yeah. a, he was when, throwing a punch. Once that yeah. thing, it's once that breaks down and that happens, it's, it's you got Yeah, yeah. You, you're not sitting there just waiting for somebody to come and punch you. Right. Like that is, no. you go into fighter survive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fight or flight mode right there. Like that's... And
3: he, I mean, he knew who he was. Security was dressed the way they were dressed. This guy was wearing he was yeah. wearing black and he had the black gloves on. He knew he was from Khabib's camp. The guy in the red was, uh, he, I don't think he was ringside with them. I think he was with them, but not ringside with them because he certainly wasn't yeah, dressed I saw, like that.
2: But... I, I thought I, like, when I first saw that, I thought it was just someone, a random, random person from the crowd that actually jumped over the fence to get, to get McGregor. And I was, like, shocked if that was the case, that, like, it was just a like, regular, like, yeah. you know. They made, I mean, and then um, Dana
0: not putting the belt on Khabib after, I thought that was a great call. I thought that to keep people under, because they were throwing stuff at the guys getting uh, arrested yeah, and getting yeah. taken out already. Yeah, It's just a dangerous situation, man. And like you said, you got the governor of Nevada there.
2: That's crazy, yeah. You
0: don't, that's not the the in UFC too it's been that was a battle for them getting into all these places and yeah. like getting into New York eventually Getting and,
2: into now with this is, <coughs> this is a black eye
0: but UFC it's right but i always say like it's i've been to the the fights before when i was years ago man it 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 attracts a rowdy crowd to begin with yeah it's not like a pro wrestling event where you got like family and kids wifeing not to say that there's not kids there it's more of an older crowd mm-hmm. though and uh there's drinking involved. There's probably some drugs involved. At different end, and you have people that they're they're fight fans. Some of them have. There's probably a good portion of them that have a decent amount of fighting experience in some oh, regard. Yeah. So they have that wild hair up their ass. They're already amped up and mm-hmm. that adrenaline going. It, it it's a different environment than other sporting events. Right, and it's. Uh, but I think there's a, fans have a responsibility to know you are going there. It doesn't matter what your background is. What you you are going there as with the responsibility of being a good human, no matter what. And you're being entertained. Yeah, you you're are paying to go be entertained. Just, you were not. And when you do that in that setting, you put innocent people and everybody else at jeopardy. Right. I always say, just imagine whether you're married or not. If you had a wife and kids, would you act that way in a setting and put them in jeopardy? Most people want it, yeah. and I think you didn't keep that in your head. If you had your 90 year old grandma there with you, would you would you behave like that? Would you try to entice fighting like?
2: Unless grandma comes down there, and I was like, I'm joining grandma's grandma. Grandma's an <laughs> MMA fan too,
0: swinging first. But you know what I mean. It, yeah. It's like you got to be cautious of that. And like, it's what I was saying. Like when on the Instagram thing, like we're going to take away all our own freedoms. eventually. like we're it, it's when you behave like that. Yeah, and it, it's it's not good. And, but it's like I, I don't. That's why one of the things, like, going out, that Vegas, it just looks, and it's not, that wasn't necessarily Vegas people, it's like, we had the shooting last year. And then we have, so, you know what I yeah, mean? It's, it's like, it's not good. It doesn't, but it's, coming here is not a, a fucking uh, excuse to be a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, you could do whatever, have fun, but like, man, I, at the end of the day, try to be good humans, because it's, it doesn't matter what country you're from what your culture is, what your race is. It's no just be a good yeah. fucking human. Yeah, exactly. It's like, God damn. I I, I just hate seeing stuff like that because we need to be better than that. And there's, there's no winning when that, like, no, no, no good comes from stuff. that no. whatsoever. Good job. You, you knocked out an Irishman. You knocked down a Russian. Good job. Like, what do you? Yeah.
3: I think everybody would be a lot better off, especially, you know, going to UFC if, they had all this pent up frustration but before they go to the fights <laughs> i think i know where you're going with this you pop a blue chew yep. <laughs> and you go and, and, and partner safely, no partner but you safe, 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 safely assault a female companion have, or a male companion Whether you
0: have was, a match or, or a match with yourself or, or, Whatever, or what, yeah have a little match you know wrestle training. a broomstick
2: yeah it, training train you know self train, train train yourself Go on, get some go of that on, aggression go, out. Gordon Pornhub, Gordon Brazzers. <laughs> That's a
0: great thing. That would be not a bad little idea, JD. That would that would get a little bit of that testosterone. Just yeah. chill out. Temp- all, we lower it. all we need is love.
2: All we need is love. Self love. Self love, love. Just love in general.
0: <laughs> that'd be very interesting if everybody that before, every man before that went to that fight. Love the blue
2: chew. Well, you, you, I mean, you
3: heard years ago, boxers would always say, boxers and, and fighters would say that for like a week before their fight, they wouldn't have sex. Because yeah. they'd be frustrated. Yeah, be, be frustrated, like be frustrated in something, yeah. Frustrated and their testosterone be built up to the, to the max. Is that a real thing, you mm-hmm. think? Supposedly it is. That you, 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 uh. Yeah,
2: soccer players do it all the time. Like before, mats. God, being time. an athlete's fucking sucks. I know. It's like it's, why? It
0: oh. Sounds like the worst thing ever. It's, okay. it's just <laughs> uh, imagine you, that you, that was in wrestling. You took that approach. There's like never an off season. You just in pro wrestling. Yeah.
2: Just be angry <laughs> just all angry the time. All...
3: It would be strong style. Everywhere, <laughs> the reason brother.
0: why the Ryback character was so successful is because it's so intense. Is because he abstained from sex for five years. <laughs>
3: He's a born-again virgin.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. <clears throat> and with that, I think we're going to take one more break here. And we're going to actually, we're going to go ahead and uh, we got a nice Michael Tarver interview for you with me and J.D. And it was uh, great catching up with Tyrone Evans. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. And we'll be right back with Michael Tarver after these messages. Ryback right back better this. Ryback right back and better that. You've all seen the made up headlines, but the one thing the big guy Ryback did invent is Feed Me More Nutrition. All natural sports nutrition for men and women. Available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Check out FeedMeMore.com and click on our monthly specials for our wake up unlimited energy cherry limeade, buy one, get one half off, and vanilla, iso-hungry, grass-fed, prebiotic enhanced protein isolate. Buy one, get one, half off. We have something for everybody with Feed Me More Nutrition. So swing by the website and check it out for yourself. Feed me more. All right. We are back. Some more technical difficulties as always. Wouldn't it be conversation with the big guy without him? And uh, I'm very happy we are, ever since we have begun doing guests on this show, I, I felt compelled to start off with, with the original Nexus members, guys that I've said from, the, from day one, we will forever have a bond uh, coming in the way that we did. And uh, I am very, very excited to have none other than Tyrone Evans, Michael Tarver with us today. One of the, one of the best promos, if not the best, <laughs> at the top of the list uh, in FCW and going into NXT and, uh, and, and the great talent all around. Michael, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate that intro, man.
0: <laughs> no, I always, I, I, I try to always speak truthfully, and I always, uh, I always tell Wade, I'm, I'm good buddies with Stu Bennett, and I always tell yeah, Wade, yeah, yeah. I go, your promos were superior, and, uh, and there was yeah. a reason they chose you at that point. But the other guy that I felt had the top promo was you during that, and uh, it, 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 it's it. just speaking honestly on the situation. Old Skippy wasn't going to be no leader of anything back then, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the greatest gimmick of all time, man! Oh my gosh! Who all all a joke discovery?
0: in it. I got stuck yeah. with it. Luckily, I escaped it. It took breaking my ankle, but I uh, nearly oh, ending my wow, career. Yeah. But but uh, it all worked out. And I do want to say, JD has been is always in on the interviews on the show. And, and unfortunately, Tarver JD is the last couple we did. I did, interviewed Fred uh, a few weeks back, and, and JD didn't get one word. And me and Fred were reminiscing for an hour. <laughs> And uh, I wasted an hour out of J.D.'s day, so I just want to introduce J.D. You two know each other right off the bat, and J.D., of I just course, want you to speak quite, quite honestly on this one, and because uh, I'm a real chatty Kathy, as we know. Oh,
1: yeah. Can I say, can I say something about J.D.? <laughs> what is that? You know what I, mean? I met J.D. on my OVW tryout in 2007. I don't know if you, know if you remember that, J.D., but I, I met you. I do. Yeah, on my OVW tryout. I remember that. And... Like and, and it was funny because like everyone was kind of weird about JD. It was like, oh, yeah, the guy's cocky, blah, blah, blah whatever. And he was just very quiet. Yeah. But and I didn't really get to know him until I got released. I think I saw him co- probably a couple times when we were doing TV. But then once I got released and I actually got to know him, like, oh, the guy is actually quiet, but he's really good. Like, yeah. this guy's really freaking good. Yep. You know, so I always, like, see him work. I'm like, why, why in the world did, did they never pick you up all the times they had you around? And we've talked, you know, we've worked plenty of shows together since I got released, you know, So I mean, I, and I, I know the story now. But it's like that; it's still a shame. Like that's as much of a talent as you as you are, man. And, and you are like it's just crazy. But people don't, don't know. Yeah, JD, one of the most talented people they never signed. That is, shit
3: Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. I also like to take the chance to admit when I'm wrong. And I remember after your tryout because it didn't go oh, very yeah. well yeah (laughs) you know i i I, a couple of people you know because of my 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 level of work i was asked my opinion a few times and i said yeah no they're they're not picking that guy up and they picked you up but you from the time that you know because i didn't see any of your work when you initially went to fcw because i was still living in louisville and i didn't see anything but when i moved to florida and I saw you on FCW, and then not long after that, you guys were called up as the Nexus. Or no, sorry, you were up already up as the Nexus. Your work had improved so much in such a short period of time. And then when I got to work with you on the Indies, it was like, I am so glad to be wrong.
4: So oh. glad to be wrong. Because, <laughs> 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 because it, it, it means made, you know,
3: the, the five years or whatever we worked together on the Indies here. It was easy, and I always looked forward to to seeing you in the locker room and or working with you in the ring because it was like you somewhere along the way you figured it out, and not only did you figure it out, you got really good at it, and then it just being around you or working with you was just a night off.
1: I appreciate it, man. That means a lot, man. That was
0: (laughs) uh, I remember when I got signed to re-signed by WWE to go to FCW. I I was just back at OVW. I wasn't keeping up with the developmental at the time, and I remember I watched online to see what, you know, I'm getting rehired, Going to, things had changed, a couple of years had gone by, and there's a whole new crop of guys. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching matches on, they had some YouTube, which is nowhere near what it was now, but they had some FCW stuff on. And I remember there were two guys that caught my attention instantly that I'd never seen before. And it was Sheamus and, and Michael Darver. And, uh, and I was oh, just man. like, it was like, you were a character too, but you, you, were, you stood out. And uh, that, that's a good thing because I'm watching, I'm like, who are these guys? And, and we're in that competitive mindset. You're like, who's this yeah. guy? You know what I mean? That, that's, a, that's a good yeah. thing when you can uh, draw, draw raise eyebrows uh, amongst your peers. So it was, uh, speaking, I remember in FCW, you were, you were one of the guys, and it's always with wrestling, I tell, it's the one business, and, and or no matter how talented you are, it, it's still—it's it, kind of a really, really rude awakening. It, and, and I think we all realize it at different levels and different points. That—that that no right. matter what you put into it, and what happens, your, your fate still is decided upon other people, essentially. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's a really, really tough okay. pill to swallow. And we all—I think at some point or another—and we all get into it knowing that, but—but it, but it really. Life's not fair. the The world, different workplaces aren't yeah. fair. Wrestling's no different. Yeah. But it, I just remember you were a guy that was, you were heavily featured in Florida Championship Wrestling. I felt like WWE yeah. was very, very invested in the Michael Tarver character and Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. I know firsthand. He he was, he was always working with you, and 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 just he was influential yeah. in a lot of different guys' careers and. Uh, he he had a, a different role in my career and was influential in different ways. But I could see that he he saw the talent. He, he tended to migrate towards the the good speakers too that he he thought could be yeah. a very well rounded package. So I just remember that that in FCW. Do you have for me developmental? They always said that was the best period. It'll be the best period of your career because it's uh-huh. the least threatening uh-huh. essentially. And I look back at yeah. it and it really. It, wrestling seemed so innocent then. Until you, and then, you go to the main roster, and and and, and it, it's great <laughs> on a different way. But but it, it's, it's it's a job. Yeah. And, and back then, it was it was a little different. And what was your experience in FCW? How did you how did you get on the WWE's radar? And and how did you enjoy your time down in Florida Championship
1: Wrestling? It's funny how I got signed. Is a is a crazy. I don't even know if I ever told you the story, JD. But so I was working in indies, and I worked. There. It's funny. I, a lot of people don't even know how long I've been working. I've been working. Like fourteen years, yeah. where people like don't they think that, you know, I started at FCW, and I've been working about four years roughly before I got signed. Um, so it was a guy, an indie guy from the East Coast, and he did a lot of extra talent spots. And he kept every time he would see me, he would like, he would ask me like, you know, why don't I go, you know, up to New York and try to get on? I was like, well, I, you know, I don't even know. I didn't think it was even a possibility in this reality, you know, at that time. Now everybody's with WWE, but back then, you yes. know. It was completely it was a, different. Back it then. was a
0: different time back then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, he—I remember he had told me—and I had—I had just done like four cities, like like in the Midwest, like between like Wisconsin and, and, and Philly in Philly, in like two or three days. And he, there was some kind of feud. I believe it was between JBL and Jericho at the time. This is 2007. Okay. And he was like, they need some big guys for an extra talent spot, and it was in Rochester, New York, on a SmackDown. And he's like, get up there. They need big guys. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. So I told a friend of mine, and he drove over from Youngstown, picked me up, and then we just drove out there. No one knew I was coming. I had no invite. Wow. I literally just walked in. That that <laughs> doesn't arena. surprise
0: me one bit, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, this this crazy story, man. Like, and you, I'm sure they've heard it by now. Which is another compliment,
0: because it looks like you belong already, if they, you know what I mean. Because if you... If it, yeah, if you yeah. can walk in and you look like a, a worker that that is a that is a good thing. I guess I, I never thought of
1: it that way but no yeah I guess I man, thank you three quarters you know, of
0: I walk the guy walks walks into the building these days and they the, the security don't think they're talents but they're under contract so it's a little <laughs> different.
1: The champ or something. You know, they look like I'm joking
0: men. everybody. We love everybody. Someone who get out of that. <laughs> well, some of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey, we're gonna be honest. But no, you know,
3: it's you know it's funny, I, I totally don't want to interrupt you there, but I did the exact yeah. same thing
4: Real two, years,
3: two years before that, and I ended up I showed up to SmackDown in Edmonton, walked wow. right past security, and they wanted us to go to talent relations to sign you know, the initial forms, and I didn't go because I thought no, if I go, they're gonna know that I'm not supposed to be here. Sign your life away. I, I made it through the afternoon workout, nobody said wow. anything, and then In the evening, when they were putting together the matches for Velocity, that's when uh, uh, Ted Hart went to Johnny Ace, who was standing there, and he said, you know, Johnny, am I doing something tonight? And he says, yeah, I have an opening and a tag match. I'm going to put you in it and that guy in the red tank top. And Tim White had come over, and he said, I don't think you're supposed to be here. Oh. And, And I said, no, I said, I'll be honest with you, I'm not. I said, but... If I don't get in trouble, can I stay? And he says, just stay down low. And then about 10 minutes later, he came to me with the paperwork that I had to sign to get paid for the match. And he goes, goddamn, kid, you must be a sidekick that you showed up today, and you're going to be on the show and get paid. And then I was on Velocity that
1: day. Oh, wow. That's cool. How cool is that, man? How My story is not that cool. (laughs) No. No, but I think
3: just being able to, 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 in that time, to be able to walk in. Yeah. Yeah, and, and security doesn't stop you, and like other people in the back don't sniff you out and be like, "Who's All that right, fucking park right. runner?" Like, I think that in itself was sort of a bit of a feather in our caps. Yep.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I ended up getting a tryout. Like that's how I ended up getting the OVW because I, I, mean, I just walked in and I was with Corey Graves, ironically enough. Oh wow! <laughs> if he, actually, yeah, he was he was there on the tryout. Um, what's his name? Uh, you know, a bunch of people got signed that day as well. So Corey Graves was there. Pepper Parks was there. He didn't get signed, but Pepper Parks was there. Um, Brody, what's his name? He's, uh, he's one of the uh, uh, returners. Oh, uh, in, in Luke, Luke Harper. Luke yeah. Harper. He was there that night. Um, and the guy that, that was on ECW, I can't remember his name, they signed him and he was like getting beat up all the time on ECW and then they made him like the rubber band. He was getting beat up and then, then he became a little baby face. What was the guy's name? Um, He's from like the East Coast. I can't remember his name, but he got signed that night. No, 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 not my striker. Um, he was. There, he would always come out with uh, Tommy Dreamer, real small guy with like the Miss Hodgepodge singlet, and he would just get beat up all the time. And this is like 2008. He immediately was on TV, and then then they gave him a push, and then he got released. I can't remember his name, but he got signed that okay. night. Too. But it, like, there was a lot of people there that night that like ended up there at some point, you know, and, and so I, I ended up. I think Mark Carano pulled me from the they, – they put me in the ring, and I ended up working a match, um, working the trial match. And it's so funny because I was so green. Yeah. So, you know, how, like, you know, how we, we would sit around the ring and heckle the, the you know, you know extra talent guys yeah. or whatever during the pre-show. You know, so I was the extra talent guy. And I remember they were all sitting around heckling, talking trash. And so I just, like, I, I beat the guy down. I gave him a couple clubs and had him stay, and I, pop, like, popped my head up and just yelled up, yelled. Shut up! Like as loud as I could, to, like all of the talent, <laughs> and they all looked at me like, "Oh!" It was the funniest thing, and I thought I was doing the right thing, which I guess I was. But I mean, I just started yelling, screaming at them, yeah. and yelling out at them. But I remember after the match, Mark Henry actually came up to me and said he spoke to me about that. Yep, I was like, "Yes, I, I did the right thing," because like, as that got everybody's attention, like, who's this kid? Think he is? But it uh. wasn't in a bad way. And then, and we went and met with Johnny, and then got the OVW deal, with that was such a great memory, man. It was that was surreal. Like that was just meeting the market out, <laughs> meeting the taker and, yeah. and Vince. It's exciting like, that yeah.
0: first when you first. It's a whole different experience when you. I, I remember the, the way I yeah. viewed things when I first got there till after when you're there and how it changes over time and whatnot. And it's yeah. still always appreciative and grateful, but it, you just you're used to it because it becomes second nature. But the, the, the initially, man, those matches. I, I'll tell you what we and we used to me Ziggler, all the guys. They would do. They they. It was a little different back. They would make us because we were under contract. They they stop making guys get in there and just do stupid things, kind of up front. And and it'd be one thing because now they they're so hands on with developmental and NXT that they know who they have and what they have. They're much more aware of of all the talent. But they would get when yeah. we'd get the extra tryout guys, the extras there. Yeah. That would always be like our Tuesday fun time. All the guys would get a cup of coffee and sit around the ring because we all. Remember being the ones that had to go in there and get. You no know, yeah. matter if you did anything right. I remember during Nexus or NXT, they make us get in there and you could. I remember Wade got critiqued for doing a suplex wrong. That was a picture perfect suplex one time, and it yeah. was just yeah. to, just yeah. to fuck with everybody. And that's what it yeah. was, and, and they they, it's what it is. But that's uh, those are the hardest matches you'll ever do when uh when yeah. you're in there in, in wrestling in front of your peers and in talent people that you grew up watching on TV and. Yeah. so it's uh, yeah. that's a good thing when you can go in there and get, get the attention of a like a Hall of Famer like
1: Mark Henry or something so that's uh, it was an accident <laughs> it was purely an accident because I'm just like thinking I'm doing what I'm supposed to do I'm just green you yeah
0: know? no but it's I mean you, you've you been working and everyone likes to, to say that word but you I mean it, yeah. you, we all Every can get better was... it's a never ending learning experience but it, it's the end of the day it's yeah. but being humble but I wanted to fast forward a little bit to to we did NXT and that was what yep. it was and and it was yeah. it was more of a thing to to probably pop Vince more than anything and uh, <laughs> it was it wasn't necessarily a, a, a wrestling show per se it was more of kind of an American Gladiators meets uh, wrestling yeah. meets fucking America's the Funniest Home Videos something yeah. and but I I do remember. <laughs> What, is, what do you remember from, because it seems to be everywhere I've gone, it's always an, a question that's brought up to me. Yeah. What do you remember about uh, when they brought us all together? Because a lot of us were unsure what was going to happen. And, and when, they, when they brought us in that room in Miami with Vince, oh, I think Michael yeah. Hayes and Johnny, what do you remember from yeah. that? What was, what was your mindset? What was, what was going through your head oh. during that time? And what do you remember from that?
1: Bro, that was such a crazy, surreal night, man. That was one of the most intense nights of my life. Because, yeah. you know, the crazy thing is, like, the, the day before that, I had proposed to my ex-wife. Oh, the man. Day, the ending, it was, yeah, like, literally, the day before that, I proposed to her. And it was my daughter's birthday, too, my oldest daughter. It was her birthday, so I proposed on her birthday. And we were in Miami hanging out or whatever, and that was, like, the week after our season ended, I believe. Yeah. And they didn't tell us anything, and for a while, they were making it seem like if we got eliminated from the show, then we were getting released. Yep. Like, I'm like, what a work. Like yeah. and I, almost, I bought into it. Like, yeah. I'm going to lose a job because of a fake contest. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that, you know, it's like, are you kidding me? That welcoming, and welcoming us that right room. to the
0: world of pro wrestling with
1: that. Jeez, Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> man. I remember when we were standing in that room, man, it was a lot of people in that room too, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And, I think it was Johnny who was handing us the armbands. Yeah. And we're looking We're looking at each other looking at it like, what is this? Yeah. And that speech that Vince gave us, it was like, okay. Yeah. I don't think any of us had any idea what was about to happen. No. Like, okay. I had no clue what was about to happen.
0: I don't even remember everything from that meeting. I remember the one thing that stuck with me. Was, was Vince yeah. saying, you guys have one opportunity to go out there and get over, if you fuck this yeah. up, you're fired, essentially, in so many yeah, words. Yeah. And I just remember, yeah. I felt like we all went from full competition mode, competing with each other against each other, yeah. to we yeah. all literally, I think we, went we, we all, that night we became one. It was uh, like a brotherhood, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those cool things, and I think that it's, Matt, it was—it uh, holds a special place in my heart because I, we all came up, and I say it—I would tell everyone—it worked, in my opinion, because we all came from developmental together. We all didn't—we didn't, all had different backgrounds and whatnot, but we all just experienced this really shitty competition against each other that we didn't really have much say in. We thought we were going to lose our jobs and whatnot, and all of a sudden, we're given this new breath of life, and just—and and right then, we realized that our our ability to, to make money depended on each other and it was like just it was um, one man, of those magical yeah, we- cool things man in wrestling and and i remember jericho <clears throat> saying this is a once in a lifetime thing and this is the beginning yeah. of our careers and it was uh i think that truly is one of the reasons why it was it, that night went as it did as well as it yeah. did because it, we were just all young hungry guys that that realized that speech from vince or that that we really believed that if we didn't go out there and do exactly what we needed to do to get over, we were going to be fired. Yeah. And I honestly believe they probably would have. They might have kept one or uh, two of uh, us. Yeah. or Who knows? But we very all realistically could have been fired had we gone out there and dropped the ball yeah. on that. But I did want to say yeah. one thing. I think you were a key part in the... From NXT, from the show being a bit of a sideshow, I'll never forget when they when we all came down to the ring and I remember they panned to you and you had the face mask on, I I'm a firm believer that nobody had really done anything like that up to that point that that set the tone for the night though, that everybody and they saw all of us, what's going on, what's going on. But when they panned to you and it was just a little longer, it was like, Holy shit. Like the mood (laughs) changed a little bit. So that it's great. No, I thought you, you helped, you added that, that extra element to that night to make it give it that eerie feeling. I thought, and oh, man, no, it was, we all played a huge role in that, man. It was coming from our yeah. background. So, but it was a night I'll never forget. I remember it was hot as hell in Miami that night. It was, yes, uh, it was, but, uh, to come to the back and see the reactions and everything. It was, it's a very, uh, special thing. So I tell all the guys, it's like, no matter how much time goes by, I feel like you just, you see it's like no time has really gone by. It's one of those weird things. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 and it's uh, it's something I'm very thankful to have been a part of, and, and having other things go on in wrestling. But what were your thoughts yeah. on, on on the Nexus and everything, and, and for you? Because I felt like you got you got more of an opportunity on that than you did on NXT, so to speak. I think we all did in different yeah. in different way, but right. I wasn't as I I kind of was. It was short-lived for me personally, and I I felt extremely she let down great. with the ankle break. We we kicked Darren Darren Young out on a, on a Monday. We oh, go to God. Hawaii. I break my ankle on a Wednesday in a tag match with Otunga against Tyson Kidd and and uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and uh, and then I'm out of the picture. And then it was just like, what what was your experience up there with Nexus and? and Oh. And that whole deal, because it was tough for me to watch after I and I watched, but it, it was, it was tough because it seemed oh. like it fell apart a little bit and not, oh. not because just it, creative wise,
1: a little it, bit. it it fell apart fast actually. And you know what was funny is, and I you know it's I remember actually seeing you before you went back at a cultist. I don't know if you remember that we were at Caltus. I so used to so yeah. actually
4: talk about it.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I like I found a picture that you and I took we actually took together uh from that day and you know who else was, uh, um spears was there that day too really and that was before he went back yeah it was actually the three of us and my cousin took a picture of you me and spears actually like on an elliptical machine yes that day the, in you used to, you remember they that? had the
0: boxing uh gym in there the too gym there.
1: yeah yeah That's I, so crazy.
0: man i i kid you not ty i had to that experience was so bad for me with the ankle and, and the and the mental yeah, yeah. i i had to move and i when i had to i, I that whole deal, and I've talked about it, like I, I moved from Tampa, I moved back to Vegas before yeah, they, they brought yeah. me back on the road. I had mentally shut down so much from Tampa. Um, that year and a half yeah. was so hard. and I. But I remember I used to go to Cultas and just like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I was ever going to wrestle again. I was. It was a depressing time, yeah. but I just knew I just had to keep, just watch tape, be physical, do my rehab. But man, it, it used yeah. to make me feel good when I would see one of the guys in there Cause I always have kept to myself, and like it was, it's good to be able to talk. And I remember that now, taking that picture, man, that is yeah. uh
1: that was special, man. Like I, I remember that day because, like, we took that picture, and then a couple years later, you guys, you know, like you're become you right back. I'm like, well,
4: look
1: at this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Okay,
0: <laughs> that's what uh, yeah, like, Freddie. Freddie was, always I, calls me Skippy. He goes, "You might be, you'll be Skippy to me, but you're Ryback right to the people." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. we I was actually just with, with Freddie and PJ and uh, Phil. Yeah. Uh, I, we were talking about. We we're all like, you yeah, Skippy." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> in wrestling, we all have different names. It's almost a lot of the guys <laughs> in FCW knew me as Skippy. So I never, I, I always just it makes me <laughs> smile, man, because it brings me back yeah. to that point in my career. Where I actually it was probably the most fun I ever had wrestling, so could do no yeah. wrong with that character. But that was, yeah.
1: I mean, as far as the, the Nexus stuff, man, it, it was it was rough. It really, after you after you left, and after we had to do the whole deal with Freddie, it was yeah. hard backstage. I was so ready to be done with with Nexus. Yeah. It, I, it was so funny when they kicked me out or eliminated me or whatever. And it was a real screwed up story behind that backstage when how that went too. But I don't know if you remember any of the stuff I was going through with Cena. But
0: I was going to ask you about that, and not not to, and not that it has to be bad, but I think John too, and, and John has grown up in a lot of ways because I've had my my differences with him in working with him, and and I know firsthand, and I I feel like, and from people I know up there that he's possibly matured over time a little bit. I think he was. a I know he was a lot different back then, and it was was a different state of uh, mind for him at that point and whatnot, but it's, I know for, I I wasn't there directly with it, but but wrestling is not, it's a very, uh, it's tough, man. Yeah, especially when you're new and you gotta, because they say walking on eggshells, but you really, you have, I always equate it to it's power. The longer you're there, the more money they have invested in you. the The more they that you've been on on TV and pay per view, you do have more power and you have you more have, you more leverage. And and he he definitely knew he had more power and leverage than pretty much anybody, and wasn't shy about necessarily using it at times and whatnot. Not to say it was just it was a different
1: I think mentality with him back
0: then a little bit. But yeah. now but I
1: he's he's probably you know changed or evolved or whatever and i and i gotten over the things that happened between him and i but it, you know nexus it was fun but just after a while it got to a point where i was so ready to be done with it that i couldn't i just i couldn't even stand it anymore but at first it was just just amazing surreal thing it was just breathtaking like i remember every time we would go out to the ring i would always and you know i'm a spiritual guy so i would always pray but like i would yeah. always stand for a second and just look around at the stadiums and just just stop and just drink it in for a second. Like I can't believe this is my job. Like I always say that to myself. Like I can't believe this is my job. You know, because I was actually homeless when I signed my contract.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so, man.
1: so you know, it, it was yeah. I came from. It was, I had a long story, but like I was I was homeless and and almost died from a suicide attempt like a year prior to getting signed wow. at WWE. And, and you know, so like it was for me, it was it was just a different experience. Not saying it was any more significant, but. You know, so yeah, no, when it, things went where they went for me, it was just it was rough, and I went through a crazy depression after I left as well. But no, but, yeah, is, it's, yeah, not, a, is, it's you know, not easy. No, not at all. It, it's not easy at all. But it just after a while, I think it got to a point where they just after SummerSlam, we had lost so much steam, and they just didn't know what to do with us anymore. Then they yeah. started adding people, and you know, which I, you know, it was cool. They had a Joe and Wyndham, which was cool. They, but then they just. You know wW creative is not very creative so you yeah. know they just didn't know what to do with us and yeah once you go from
0: that protected state because we were we were protected for a bit and then once yeah. you fall out if you're not in you if you don't stay in that protective circle it's mm-hmm. uh there's yeah. not there's nothing you could do literally nothing yeah. and then they you and it's different than back in the day when when I think people had more say they've they've made sure that you a lot of guys don't have a lot of say anymore and and it's their way or the highway and that and that's and everyone i think you i was always very optimistic and tried to stay positive minded and i and i to this day i I live my life that way but yeah you and i think everyone has comes from different backgrounds and different experiences i think you and realized what it was much sooner than than i surely did um And I think everyone realizes it at different levels and they're kind of, they're awoken to what, what it really is. And I always just chose, I, and I realized that when I came back as Ryback and experienced a lot of different things and and went through it on my own at many different points in my career. And I always look back and I'm just like, he just realized what it was before all of us. And it's hard once you, because I remember from Jerry Lawler, I remember he said it best when he saw me for years, he just goes, every time I see you, you're smiling. And I go, I love being yeah. here, and I really yeah. did. But if you would have yeah. saw me my last year there, and like all the yeah. new talents coming up, I was fucking miserable, and I was in a lot of pain because yeah. I was really hurt, and I had my back and shoulder issue. And but it was yeah. it, it it once you realize what it is, it's really really hard to keep that smile yeah. on your face. And it uh, is. and it, it, it's and the fun. moment
1: they see that it's gone, they take advantage of the two man. Oh, <laughs> you know? absolutely, yeah. They, they, they'll target for it. I w- I just I was going through a lot personally as well. Yeah, I and remember man. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was nuts man, but that's I not the best the job
0: for when you have a family too and gone but it is it is probably the worst job to have and especially when there's problems at home and you can't do yeah. shit about it because you're stuck on the road in a rental car or yeah. with other people or in hotel rooms. It's the most yeah. across the world, it's the most helpless feeling in the world. And I don't think it's yeah. one of the underestimated. I don't think all the fans necessarily realize just how yeah, mentally yeah. tough and, and, and that that job really is. So,
1: hey, I got I got a, I got a good memory for you. So remember, we every time we went to to Jersey, we'd always stop at the same diner in Jersey every time. The TikTok Diner, yes, that? TikTok
0: <laughs> Diner, yes,
1: <laughs> the TikTok I, Diner. So we would always stop there. And there was one time we were sitting at the table, and it was like a whole bunch of I'm guessing they were like Italian guys or whatever. They had like the penguin suits on. And they walk up to us, and they're like, Use guys, wrestlers? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but like they're, they're trying to figure out who we were. They're like, Use guys, wrestlers? <laughs> so like the whole night, we're walking around saying, use guys, to each other the whole night long.
0: I, I forgot all about the TikTok diner. I I do it's remember like, that now because yeah, I remember yeah. I got that was I got a waitress's phone number there at one point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait a minute, I remember that. God, I know we gave you such a hard time for that. Too. Yeah, I, uh, I that.
0: that was a uh, that was the beginning of old Skippy. He he oh, loved those Skippy. waitress <laughs> diners. He wasn't shy oh, to leave man. his phone number for those waitress diners. Uh, man. Oh, man. That's G- what I thought you G- were G- going to say. Skippy
1: was a player, man. <laughs> Skippy was a player, man. Hey, J.D., man. Skippy was a player, man. There was <laughs> a reason that Skippy had a
0: shirt, Choosy Moms Choose Jiff, Easy Moms Choose Skippy. Choose, choose that was... Skippy. Uh...
1: <laughs> yes. ah, ah, I remember that. That is awesome. Oh, uh, my God. That was oh, so good. So, so good. I want to ask
0: you, because and, and for me, I've been I've done independent shows the last couple years, and I'm extremely grateful that I've been able, I was able yeah. to leave WWE under my own terms and have been able to keep my name and, and the feed me more. And it's been, it's been good for me from a financial standpoint and keeping me out there and meeting the fans and, and staying busy yes. while I do my business stuff. What has been your experience? Because you still wrestle, correct? I do, yes. It, what has been your experience doing the independence? And, and do you, uh, I take you do it just because you enjoy
1: it. Is that, would that be correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I first got released, I was actually kind of done with wrestling. I was done, yeah. And I was just so turned off. And then I met a guy. JD knows who he is. Met a guy. <laughs>
3: oh, the, I have uh, a story about him. I'll tell you off the air. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? A, a, a recent story too. God damn it! Wait, uh-huh. what,
0: what guy is this? Uh-huh. Is, are we allowed to say his name? We're not not the story, but are we allowed to?
1: No, we don't want to bring his I name want up. Say on his show. name. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we're definitely talking about the same guy. Yeah, we don't want to say his.
0: Name. I think I already know, and I don't even know what you guys are. Okay,
1: go ahead. Yeah. Say so he's got a bunch of big green D bag tattoos.
4: <laughs> I mean, anyway,
1: so I meet this guy. I, I think I met him. We were doing extra. We were no, we were in uh, Virginia or something for like TV, and he just kind of just glommed on to me. We were there, and then, then after right before I got released, I saw him at Cultus. And he approached me at Cultus, and then I got released, and I was like going through a divorce. He's like, hey man, let's hang out. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So he's begging me to help him get to WWE. So I'm like, well, that just came from there. Yeah, sure. I learned a lot. Whatever. Didn't know anything about the guy. I didn't know who he was. And that was initially... Well, I already known Howard. And, you know, J.D. and I know Howard. Um, so, like, it took me about two months, but then Howard convinced me to work his shows. And then this is like, 2011. So I just started working with that clown. But initially, I started working Howard shows where I started working with, you know, with J.D. and Cahagas and like a lot of the Florida guys. Okay. And, you know, all of the talent down there. And then it just... I started slowly picking up bookings but like it, for me it was rough because I wasn't getting any sh- like I wasn't getting anything like it just it was all indie smaller indie things but yeah. like I went I went over to Japan, and they shut me down like I it was really? yeah, I was getting rough. and it took me god that was 2014 it took me about 4 years to get the new Japan shot and that was like a one and done Yeah, but yeah it, it was, but you know but now things have been picking up strangely enough like 8 years later and was working with I'm uh, working with Khali on his deal in uh, India. Yep. And then so going back next month, and this will be the third tour this year. Actually. Oh wow. Okay. And it's, oh yeah, it's cool, man, like last last uh, last tour was June. We did like a hundred thousand. Um, we did two shows. The first one was seventy. The second one was like roughly fifty. I think We're I like saw images name. of that.
0: Yeah, it looked incredible.
1: Man, it's it's just it's great. Like it's I mean it's it's a tough tour because. India, you know, it's, it's not like you know yeah. Tampa, but yep. you know, he takes really good care of the talent, and it's it's cool. Like it's nice to be a part of something, and then the Ring Wars with JD. JD knows, you know, he worked for Ring Wars as well. That they just kicked back up in Vegas, actually. Okay, and they got TV. So that that's been a cool thing. Whether or not you know the New Japan thing and a couple of smaller TV things, and I was gonna do um, another company that was supposed to start back in 2015. Uh, Shane Douglas. I don't know if you guys heard about it. But Shane Douglas was starting a company um, called Classic Wrestling Revolution or something. It was going to be kind of like NXT was, like our NXT. Okay. And and I was working with uh, with uh, Animal, and he had Roddy there. Actually, Roddy there, Roddy Piper was there. It was a month before he passed. Crazy wow. enough, but he, he was out there with us the whole weekend. And because we, well, he flew. They flew myself and Barry out there. Mason Ryan. Yeah. And. Um, we did the pilot we you know filmed for like the whole weekend at this hollywood production crew it was actually like really impressive i'm like this might actually work and we filmed the pilot and barry and i worked a match and i mean he had a bunch of people out there and then a month later and roddy passed and then then that was that and it just died down you You see that
0: a lot it's it's, it's a lot of people i just actually with a promotion the, the different thing it's I don't think yeah. I think people underestimate sometimes how much it actually costs to uh not only run wrestling shows but to try to do TV too or to it's uh it's probably the last thing I would financially ever try to get into but it, it it's not easy that's for damn
1: sure I definitely wouldn't want to run a show. Yes. <laughs> no, the, I don't,
0: after knowing wrestlers and I it's the last thing I uh, the last thing I'd probably sign up to do but yeah what has yeah, been it, so your experience like with uh, in leaving in leaving WWE and being home like family life? Do you enjoy Do you enjoy life now being home and because I've since I've left and, and doing yeah. the things I, I fucking love sleeping For in my me. own bed every night and and, I, That's and cool. being gone and I was just curious on on how you enjoy being home uh, with family life and yeah. having a family and, and being being there.
1: I, well, I got kind of a detour after I got released. I got divorced or right after I got released. Okay. And it was ugly. It was really, really ugly and pretty much lost everything. So I ended up staying in Tampa. Yep. And my kids and everything are in Ohio, which is where I'm from. It ended up working out. I mean, I'm actually still in Tampa. It ended up working out, but I got to see them more and spend more time with them, you know, as I was able to generate more income yeah. and rebound from the, from the divorce and all. But, you know, I... I I re- I really missed it initially, and I was on this warp path to get back in, and I wanted to get back there. I wanted to prove I'm a good wrestler, and yeah, you know, and I, I a light bulb went off, and I realized it doesn't really matter if people think I'm a good, you know, it doesn't matter if I go out and do a five star classic. No one's gonna look at Michael Tarver and say he's a good wrestler. They're just conditioned to think yeah. I'm not a good wrestler. It yeah. doesn't matter, you know. So that helped me to relax a little bit, and then I was. You ever notice the guys have that thing? And JD, I know you probably you know exactly what I'm talking about too. Where the girls have it too, but the guys have this body dysmorphia, and we and how we used to starve yeah. ourselves and like not yeah. eat any carbs, trying to be like Randy Orton lean, and everyone. You know, we're all like miserable, and yeah. and I was like still trying to do all of that. And I don't even know if you remember uh, uh, we were we were at a house show. This is when I had got taken off TV, and you were still there, uh, Ryan. You and I were still okay. there. I got taken off TV and I got sent back to FCW and I had gained a lot of weight. We were going to Rob's yep. and, and Land of Lakes and we were doing all of the powerlifting stuff and I had gained a ton of weight. I was eating so much creatine, it was crazy. Yeah. And I got like way up over like 260. Like that was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And I couldn't breathe. Like I got did, I didn't like how I felt I got strong. Yeah. You know. And then I remember when I went when I got sent back down to FCW. I would like jump in the man in the middle, start it, you go into two or three times and then finish it. Like, do we do the practice matches? I would do like five or six matches back to back. Just Like, you know, they would just basically let me run practice. Like, I was just like killing everybody with my work ethic. Ended up losing like over 20 pounds. I like, got lean, but I was like hiding it. I was begging Johnny to give me a dark match, and he finally agreed to give me a dark match. And then something happened that caused that to not happen. But, um, but you and I, we were at a show, a house show. And I remember. I think you and I were tagging or something, and I, and I was standing there. And I took my shirt off, and you looked at me. And you were like, whoa,
4: you're lean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't
1: know why I remember that. I don't know why I remember that. But when you looked at me, and you were like, whoa, you're lean. And I was like, yes, I'm lean? Okay, I'll take that. I'll never forget that. I feel like we were like Plant City. Remember we used to go to like those armories. Yeah,
0: yeah, things? man. I remember that. Plant
1: City, I remember very well. Damn.
0: there was
1: so much it was like my first match back after being taken off the road. And I think you and I were tagging or something. We probably did like
0: an NXT or like type of tag match, right? Or something. And because like, yeah. Tom didn't know what to do with us because we, we didn't know what was going on. And I think he would just book the NXT guys together, together to, to kind of keep us busy because they, they didn't really, or they weren't, he might've known what was going on, but he wasn't allowed. I don't know. It was, I but I remember there was like a period of three or four weeks where we had to go do the house shows and. And whatnot, yeah. and they'd usually just pair us up together. I always yeah. thought, man, and I always talk, I'm very adamant about that. I always thought you, you had a great physique, I thought. And especially in wrestling, it, it sucks. And, and I'm, the one thing I'm very grateful for is the wellness policy, even though there are some loopholes in it. And it's not, but it, for the most part, it's, it's pretty damn solid. And, and it could yeah. always be improved. And I, and I hope in time they improve it even more. But yeah. I, I talk to JD about this all the time. And for me... Yeah, my I like I was when I was younger. I was so anti-drugs, anti-steroids, and then I remember hearing some people that, that I looked up to in wrestling talking about what their cycles were and, and whatnot. Yeah. And I, it kind of in my head, it was an adolescent mindset, and it, it gave me yeah. approval to me. I was like, oh, I could do that too. Then if that it's and uh, I, it's one of those. I'm I'm thankful I went through that because uh, I tell JD now like my message is I, I want people to understand you could have great success without those things. And yeah, whatnot, yeah. And, and but I've always respected you've never been a guy that that got caught up in that, and and I just think that you've always you've always looked the part and you've always looked great and whatnot. That's not easy to do, and being around that in that competitive mindset with other guys, and you see these yeah. other guys and you know they're probably there's some there's some stuff going on. It's really tough yeah. not to fall into that mindset, and yet you were one of those guys that never did that.
1: So, yeah, I appreciate that, and I'm, honestly. I just never had a judgmental mindset about it. I, I wanted to learn about it. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't something I was ever going to do. But and even now with my powerlifting, you know, is, I, you know, I compete against. I do tested and non-tested competitions. You know, it doesn't bother me at all. Honestly, it's in. Really. But I, you know, I got was no, it doesn't bother me one bit. I compete against guys. Yeah. You know who are on. You know, it's, and it's they're way stronger than I am. But, you know, but but I love powerlifting. You're competing for yourself.
0: It, you're competing with yourself. yourself. On, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I've been watching your stuff man. You were one strong guy and uh oh. you always were. I remember Fred, we'd all go to the gyms together and Fred yeah. we we you'd see you you'd, you'd have the you'd have the 45s and I don't know if you've had a 25 on there one time with the 45s and you were doing these the bicep curls with the barbell and Fred just goes prison oh, yeah. Fred would he goes he's rough prison workouts. Freddie was just like prison workouts. He like Freddie man, but he was dead. So he was like putting you over. He was just like just yeah. rough
1: prison workouts.
4: Yeah.
0: And I just started happen. Oh my god! I used to I, love yeah, the things do, that would come yeah. out of Fred's mouth.
1: <laughs> I know Fred Freddie man. Everything he's yeah. He's still like that. Everything he says is intense. And it's just yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah, I love that guy, man. How so long- no, about you? Know it's funny. I'm actually. I'm actually I mean, no. side note. Um, I'm actually competing uh, this week at the World Championships for 100% raw powerlifting. Is the name of the federation. Okay. So I'm, I'll be in Virginia Beach this year with my coach, um, and we'll and I'll be competing in for deadlift for the Masters 40 to 44 275 weight class world record for the deadlift really? and the world title. Oh, yeah, wow. the world record is yeah, it's uh, 724, and my PR is actually 722. No but shit. I've, yeah, I've actually pulled seven. I pulled seven twenty four before. I Actually, just pulled it a couple weeks ago. So I have a really good chance to actually get this record and get the title. The actually. So never got to be a world champion in power and wrestling. but you know, <laughs> pick one in power with me. So that that pretty just
3: just cool. a little bit sweeter though when it's a
1: shoot. Yeah, a shoot. exactly. Yes, then you the can hard work it. can
0: pay off. That is, uh, man. Congratulations yeah. on even taking part of. Man, I was going to ask like. Yeah. To me, that's impressive. I and i was, talked to JD about this. I had to like I've had nine stem cell procedures done, three on my back for five disc. That doing that backpack stunner I used to do all the time compressed oh. all my disc yeah. and and my I had a bad shoulder. But I had to stop deadlifting and squatting with weight on my back for the past almost a year and a half. Mentally was the oh. toughest thing I ever had to do. But I'm allowed yeah. to deadlift now again. I actually my buddy this guy, he's a big ass powerlifter. He's actually in Australia competing and he's he. He just, I can't. Brandon Allen, yeah, Brandon, Allen. Bra- yeah. Yeah. Brandon yeah, Allen's his a- name. He has a Brandon yeah. Allen. Yeah, hair. yeah.
1: Oh, I know who that. Is. Oh,
0: yeah. So he, his wife, I actually dated her shortly, and uh, she was, she's <laughs> got uh, a little bit of, skippy. It's a, yeah. She knew Skippy. Uh, <laughs> she knew
4: skippy. <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
0: What it do? Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs>
4: That's awesome. No,
0: but he's like the uh, coolest guy ever, but he's he looks yeah. like a, a shorter Braun Strowman, actually. But he's like the yeah. nicest dude in the he's the the funniest, nicest dude in the world. But he came yeah. out with a thing called the vert pole that teaches you how to actually do the to keep your use your hips and your hamstrings and your glutes for um, okay. and it's like it's like deadlifting against a bench essentially where you keep your legs, where it teaches right. you how to pull straight. Cause I used to just pick weight up and it was I had a rounded back and I never had proper form, so I right. and I'm allowed to deadlift now and again, and I I don't go over. I I go, I I keep it. The doctor right now it's like two twenty five is the highest, and I just do it to high reps. But That's uh, okay, I, no, yeah. I can't. I, but I I I feel great. But it, it taught me that lift is so much in your glutes and hamstrings, and and like I was I used to just pull from my back, and ever since I was a kid, and that that surely didn't do do help me at all, but. I was watching some of your stuff, man. Your form is incredible, and you are just—you are one Thank strong you. motherfucker.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks, man. It's—it's it's, you know I—I I got was lucky enough to hook up with a great coach. Um, it's a guy named Tony Conyers. He's like arguably like the greatest powerlifter of all time, or one of. And I mean, he's like up there with like the Ed Cones and things like that. And he's competed with him on plenty of occasions. But Tony Conyers is a hundred and. 56 pounds and still competes. He's just turned 60 in uh, August and still competes and lifts 10 times his body weight. Really? Yeah. So he's, he, I'm actually competing with him. We're going together and he's going to break like a dozen world records, but he squats. He still squats in the low sixes. Uh, um, he's going for a bench press record. Of, it's going to be 399. He's benched 420 raw before. Okay. Um, and he's going to pull 630. But like he's like in equipment. I did equipment. I tried equipped powerlifting, but um he's like squatted in the high eights and my like multiply gear. Yeah. So he's just like watching him at 150 pounds, like five seven, 156 pounds, but he's jacked. But just looking at his technique and just seeing how. It's literally it's like it's a talent to be that strong. Like, yeah. Watching his hips, and watching his explosion. Yep. And it's funny because he outsquats squats me. Like my squat is low from wrestling. All of the getting, you know, all the bumps and all of that. It's i different. Still, yeah. I still it wears on you. Big time, and I still have a sub six hundred pound squat raw. That's but, incredible, you know, man. Up, yeah, it takes it takes time. But usually, with powerlifting guys, will usually their squat and deadlift will be within a hundred to to roughly fifty to hundred pounds of each other. And there are times where some people are just really good at one and just not very good yep. at the other. And I'm really good at squatting. I just, it's just hard for me. I don't know why, because I'm taller and, you know, fixing my, my foot placement for, for my leverages. And Wrestling changes
0: see. your body, man, too. People don't, it does, it does, it does change your body in, in the way of the mechanics. So, I think it's, uh, I think it's really good, though. It, it's, it's. Because I and I talked to JD about this, and it, it and it, it, it you, you got it. The best is not to be judgmental of people because everyone's going through different things. Wow. But I think it's so important because with social media and you see so many people with photoshopped images or they're doing things to to look a certain way. That it, it is very important to let not only kids but adults know that you can achieve greatness without drugs, yeah. and I think you're a perfect example of that, and it, it's learning to compete from within, and I think you have, that's a great mindset you have because the first thing, when you said you, like, you compete against drug guys that, that you know are p- probably using drug performance enhancers, I just yeah. think that, that's, that just shows that you're okay. You're competing with yourself, and I think that's a very yeah. valuable lesson for, for not only young people but for adults to try to understand because it's not an easy thing to accept, but it's good to see that you've done that.
1: Well, I think a lot of times, I thank you, and a lot of people kind of have really bad misconceptions about PEDs. And they don't really understand them. I've never taken them, but I have a decent understanding of them. But I chose to have good conversations with people who have experience with them and understand why they take them, what the benefits are, and, you know, what are the long-term effects of them as well. And a lot of in-depth conversations, and I respect it. Like I get it. Yeah. And you know, if it's done correctly, it can be it can be very useful. Like I, and you know, and I wasn't one of those guys who like frowned on people in wrestling, you know, who, you know, who would yeah. take a cycle or something. I I got it. I completely get it. And honestly, I don't, I don't know if I think it should be illegal in wrestling, but I don't think it should be as frowned on as it is yeah. because, you know, wrestling is a cosmetic sport. It's entertainment, you know, but then again, there are things that a lot of things that have happened, obviously, you know, Benoit, things like that. Yeah. And
4: the, I personally
0: am more of a fan. I just think because there's no way to control it that it, yeah. it, it that there's unless there was a strict guideline of of yeah. I'm I'm a big advocate for like TRT for health because I I think health should be the number yeah. one concern. Yeah. But because yeah. to me that the reason why I just think it's good is because you can't you can't control. It's like in professional bodybuilding if bodybuilder A is doing so and so and bodybuilder B can't beat him, so he does uh-huh. more. There's no way to. To control that—that—that's where I think it gets a little dangerous.
1: Yeah, the, you're right. But yeah. it, as far—it like makes it, you more of what you already are. Yeah. You know? But it, you, when you take it, I
0: you think know. you have a great mindset on that, though. As far as just learning to just focus on yourself and 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 compete yeah. with yourself, and and you're you're looking in the mirror, and that's your your number one opponent is yourself. So that's good, and
1: you know what? That that came, I appreciate it. That came from a lot of a lot of anger. Yeah, <laughs> and I know we all three of us. You know, I'm talking about. It this. takes time to get there to it and realize.
0: But man, a lot of people yeah. go through their whole lives and never never realize that. So that is that is a yeah. victory one right there.
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm very happy about it. I still wrestle, and it makes wrestling the wrestling business still easy to still be a part of because yeah. I have that outlet. Yep, you know, we got a lot. Helps in every
0: aspect of life if you can keep that. It really can. It can change your entire outlook on a lot of things. So, I had I had two more questions for you because I know you're 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 off work here and I don't want to know what's later out there. But fire away, you're good. One thing, and I, I talked to the other guys. Would you be open to a WWE return if the Nexus could be brought back together for a? For, uh, for, for maybe a one-time shot or, or maybe a multiple-shot thing, would that be something you would be um,
1: open to? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And for a lot of reasons. And, and not that I really care to or need to go back there. I used to, but I'm over it now. But when you, when you look at every faction, every modern-day faction is patterned, patterned after the Nexus, with the exception of Bullet Club. Yeah. Every modern-day faction is basically patterned after what they did with us. And I see so, like, and I, and I hate how this sounds. It's not like I'm some guy who did anything significant in the business, for, you know, individually. But I feel like I see so much of my swag, if you will, yeah. on TV nowadays. Yeah. Like, I see everybody wearing masks and throwing Superman punches. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, which is, but I used to be bitter about it. But then I got to the point, where I'm like, you know what? Why be bitter about that? But It's a Nexus, compliment
0: in the grand scheme that, that people, uh, you, yeah,
1: it's. Yeah, they, and they got it from somewhere, you know. Yep. But Nexus man, if Nexus would have been done correctly, there wouldn't be, I want like I'm not comparing us to shield or anything like else like that, but I mean, if Nexus was done correctly, that though we should have replenished the whole main event roster. They had eight guys with potential in eight different ways. that should have been what they needed to replenish the entire main event roster for the next five to eight years. And then you know, go back to developmental restart again, get a new group of guys. Because that's what I thought it was. But, you know, it didn't end up being that way. But uh, also, we kind of came in at the last leg of that old guard. Like, yep. you know, Ed and Jericho and yep. Christian. You're Not Christian, but you know what I'm saying? Those guys, Cena. And the new guys now are there, the new guard. And we, yep. we got caught right in the middle of that. So, you know, it's like we would have debuted yep. just two more years later. You know, yep. it, it, was just, it would just be different. But,
0: Timing I, is, just, is extremely important yeah. up there. And I think... Yeah. But I do think for and, and I just from me going around and doing different uh, speaking engagements and tours the last two two and a half years, it seems yeah. like the one thing that always comes up is I think fans from what I've seen, I think would like to see a, a I think want closure on Nexus being done right or having a good closing because I don't think we ever got to really, in wrestling you don't always get that either but it. it I feel things could have been much better. I've ended much better, I feel like. Or yeah. one final. You know what I mean? I, and I think I think there would be, I think fans would be very receptive to that. But I always ask the guys, I'm always curious what everyone's mindset on that is. And for me, my, getting healthy has been my main priority, doing my other stuff. But it, it it honestly is one of those things is like with everybody's careers, it was like, that would be really fucking
1: cool to be able to do that. if If there was an opportunity, but... And it would be, think about how much better it would be now because we've all grown. Yeah. You know, it's, it's roughly 10 years, you know, eight years later. We've all grown. We're all grown men. We've all experienced life in different ways, traveled, done some world travel, wrestled. We've all been to, you know, and I was kind of like the least of the group. And, you know, I've still been able to done, do some international work and yep. travel and work with some good people, you know, and I've definitely, as, you know, JD said, and I totally agree, like I've improved a lot in my ring work, yep. you know, in the ring, working with guys like JD, to be honest with you. Yeah. And.
3: You well, know, I remember asking you in, in, uh, when you first got on the Indies, and I said, "Yeah, what the hell happened? And you said, it's hard to not get good when you're around Ricky Steamboat all the time. <laughs>
1: no, no well, yeah, but yeah, 100%. He, right before I got released, man, him, Norman, um, Joey Matthews, I was another guy, too, I can't remember. They just kind of took to me, and they just like, helped me to just get better and improve. And I was like trying to just become this great wrestler to prove to you know Johnny that I was a good wrestler, yeah. just every time you saw me kid, your, your 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 work is average. I'm like, you haven't even watched me work. Yeah,
0: but. it's that was all part of the damn <laughs> a lot of the bullshit yeah. game up there. But yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean I, it just it would be so much better now. Yeah, because we're all seasoned, you know. We all and to be honest with you, if we were to walk out to on, you know on wow. Raw next Monday and you know surround the ring like we did. Fans will go nuts without yeah. even warning. They would they would lose the they, they, they would lose it. There, there's, but, and that goes to show how yeah. much you know they still care about what we did. Yeah. You know.
0: I love that music, man. That theme song. That I remember when the first time I heard it, uh-huh. I go, you know, This sucks. And then I remember we listened to it on the <laughs> car ride, and then the words yeah. got me. I go, Oh, this is fucking good. And it like yeah, yeah. it, it just it, it yeah. was uh I definitely I think that'd be a really cool thing. But to to yeah. wrap up, I like to ask the the people and and because I think you've you've lived life and you've been through a lot, and I tried, this yeah. isn't like a, we, we tried it to be a lot more than just wrestling. If you could give one piece yeah. of advice, just life advice to everyone yeah. listening out there, wrestling related, not wrestling related, just one piece of life advice from Tyrone Evans, Michael Tarver, what, what would that be?
1: Uh, don't give up. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. You never, ever, ever know how long the storm is going to last. Even if, it's the worst storm you've ever been in your life. It's always going to end. And, you know, you can give up and it ends in, you know, the moment you give up. Yeah. You know, just just don't give up. And I, I went through a lot before I got released and went through even more after I got released, which made it even worse, you know, because I thought I was naive enough to think that that was where I was going to be for the rest of my life and this was my career now and then when it got taken away from me, you know, I had to figure out what in the world I was going to do. Yeah. But, you know, for a long time I struggled and then finally got to a point where i decided you know i'm i'm gonna decide who i am and not allow myself to be and not identify myself with the wrestling business of wwe or allow myself to identify myself as what the fans thought, thought they saw yep. on television or thought of me, right and it's just been a life-changing thing and you know a lot of you new know, spiritual things as well but yeah. yeah just i would just say don't give up man Find and a lot of the young guys i talk to now i'll tell them copyright something when you go there yep you get signed, copyright something right now. So and, and and just put dump money into it. Use that exposure. So when you get released, now you have something to sell in market. Absolutely. And you know, like you, like yeah. you, like you've done. Yeah. You know, yeah, copyright, whatever. It could be toilet paper, it. Just something. Copyright right now. So you have something to sell when you release, because they're gonna take, take, take from you, and then unless they put a million titles on you. Yeah. The, you know, then you're not ever gonna get back what you gave them, Yeah. You know. That
0: is it's great advice. And I think that the one thing, man, and me and JD talk about this, and it, it's so many people, and it's one of those the wrestling curse, I think, with people that leave WWE, they get so caught up in that wrestling mm-hmm. persona or identity and they equate their value in life to what they were how they were used on television when in, essentially we're all anybody who's ever in WWE is to me yeah. equally successful because we've all played our parts that are asked of us. It's just all, right. and that's, nobody's ever really a champion. We're all just playing parts, and some roles yeah. are bigger than others, but that's yeah. ultimately what it is, and I think that's just, that's tremendous advice for for life and for people in wrestling. Don't get caught up in what other people perceive you as necessarily or how they book you. That doesn't yeah. cross over into real life. It, it's a really tough thing. To step out yeah. of it, but I, man, that makes me happy to hear that. So,
1: I uh, appreciate it, man. Dan, thank you guys for having me on the show. Absolutely, it's it good talking to you guys. No, we gotta, we yeah. gotta get together, man. Absolutely, I together. plan
0: on things are going really good here for for the big guy stocks picks. So, I'm going to be making a trip okay. to Florida to see my buddy JD, who gave me the tip here last year on that. Okay. But
1: uh,
0: man, okay. thank you so much for being on here. Is there anywhere for fans could follow you on Instagram? You want to plug social yeah, media? Yeah,
1: appreciate it. Yeah, I'm um, tw- uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Tyrone Evans B20. Um, I will be competing in the 100% Raw World Championships in Virginia next weekend. I actually released an album last month, and all my information to that is, is on there as well. Okay. But, yeah. And I'll be in Vegas in November, man, so I gotta, you got to hit me up, man. Yeah, I'll make sure. I,
0: I'll message you. I, I believe I still have your number. I'll shoot you a thing. If not, I'll send you my number on Instagram in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, thank you so much for joining the show. Have a great night, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again, buddy.
1: Uh, Likewise, man. Thank you guys so much. It's good to see you guys. man. Hey, what's
0: going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed me more. All right, we are back. JD, I'm glad you got to chime in on that one a little bit with a old Tyrone. I was uh, <laughs> Yeah. I asked some long winded questions too, Asia yeah. Joe. You um,
2: Yeah, I was waiting outside just to get in because it was I,
0: but I told J D and we, we we skyped and I got to get to see his face for the first time. I haven't seen him since Nexus. And it's like flashbacks as we start talking. How long ago was that? That was Two thousand. I broke my ankle. I haven't seen him in eight years. Oh, okay. Oh, it will be in August. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's been over eight years, and uh, I always say to the Nexus guys, we have a bond like forever. But it was like just
2: like a fraternity. Yeah,
0: it's just a weird, cool wrestling thing. And uh, but JD and him had wrestled on on the independence a bit, and JD said it was good. Get JD involved in the interviews a little bit. <laughs> this is coming to an end of my reminiscing with my my buddies for the interviews. I would like to get. I think Heath Slater would be open. He we got Heath. Who's left in Nexus? Heath, David Otunga. Is that it? Because Daniel Bryan, I don't. That was for his part. Nexus, that was essentially not because he was. Out. He was out of it. Yeah. But I think that's it, right?
3: Well, there was eight total from the beginning, right? So you take Brian out. That's seven. We talked to Stu. Six. PJ. Talk- PJ, PJ Stu,
0: Five, Fred, Tarver, Fred,
3: Tarver, Heath, Heath, you,
0: yep, me. I talk to myself all the time. Yeah, and Otunga. Yeah, so just just Heath and Otunga left.
4: Yeah,
0: see if I can work magic on that. Shoot my buddy Mark Carano a text and see if he let him do the interviews. Uh, Heath, I think would do it. When, I think both of them would. I talk to Dave sometimes too. So keep it politically correct. I don't think there'll be any issues with that, but I was going to say the, uh, as far as Feed Me More Nutrition goes, uh, getting, looking forward to, cause on my goal board, I had this year to have seven different supplements out and I liked, I liked, there's quite a few things on that goal board that are getting knocked out this year and, uh, the Feed Me More Nutrition, uh, we're going to be doing a, a creatine, 10 count creatine and uh, I'm waiting to get back all the information for all that. And uh, just a straight creatine powder though, with a little bit of a uh, the black pepper extract in it for uh, di- for digestion and it helps absorb absorbability a little bit. But uh, so that one will be going into the works and hopefully for the end of the year and, and getting out the uh, candy apple green apple. Got to decide what we're going to call it. Wake up a little bit of energy coming out next, but. So we got some cool things on that. We still got the special the Feed Me More Nutrition buy one, get one free on the Cherry Limeade. We got until inventory runs out on that. So hopefully we'll we'll get through that before the end of November and be on our way. Chocolate protein's on reorder, so things are on the up and up with all that. But other than that, anything else you guys
2: Yeah, there's quite a few. Um This weekend, uh, Bridget B., uh, adult film star, will be uh, celebrating her birthday at Crazy Horse 3. This week? Yes. Would you like to come? What day? I think it's Saturday or Friday. I'm not sure. I got to double check. Um, I'll check right now. Yes. What's what's going on? No. I could maybe... uh, Uh, Saturday, October 13th. Bridget B.'s celebration. Would you like to come?
3: What does the B stand for?
2: Good question. I never ask her. I'll ask her this weekend, I'll, and I'll get back right back to you. We could report that next week on the podcast. You can, you, you can do some research for you while you're doing your Blue Chew. I
0: think I would uh, <laughs> – Well, are the Blue Chews uh, in, into the show? We just talk about it because we love it so much.
2: Yeah. Well, I haven't tried it, so. I'll give you one. Oh, okay. If you want. <laughs> just... I'll be all Blue Chewed out. <laughs>
3: I hope hey, I Le- Le- Leo Hardo wears blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs>
0: The preferred, Chew <laughs> is preferred by Leo Hardo. Yeah,
3: if, if the shell fits,
2: uh, <laughs> you got a comedy, uh, comedy career, JD. You got a comedy career. No, um, it's uh, yeah, it's if, good stuff. yeah. Let me know. Let me know if you want to come out. Uh, we're, yeah, actually, we can we're pop doing, a bunch of Blue Chew and go out. It'd well, be we're, cool. doing a, we're doing a pre party. So doing uh, a what? With, uh, she wants. She's gonna have a pre party oh. at her penthouse. So if you okay. want to come join me, that's like, She was. A- she was in penthouse. No, she had. I think she probably had. We could get a lot of photo
0: ops of me and you that night. Oh yeah. Yeah, for conversation with the big yeah. guys, just a bunch of photos of me and you. Yeah, for sure. That'll be my. I'll get drunk and that'll be the thing I want to do. I'll want twenty photos. Do you want
2: me? Do you want me to be your designated? Uh... Oh
0: no, no no no! That's definitely has to be like I will not go out unless I have a. For me to go out like so, if I go to an event like this, sure. I'm getting dressed up. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be in a suit, dressed to the fucking just. You get,
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I go all
0: out when I. Okay. When I, so. And okay. it's, uh, I also need, I'll either have to Uber. I will never, I never, ever, yes. ever, ever
2: drink and drive. Uber or like, have a designated driver. That's always the most important. Unless way. I, like,
0: I there's, like, and I even then, like, back, if I had, like, a glass of wine yeah. with, like, dinner, like, that would be, like, the exception of, like, a glass of wine. Never. But, like, even, I just, is a rule, and that just Smart. don't even... Yeah. Um, Put myself in that position. And also, my, my
2: friends, uh, you mentioned Leo Hardo, my friends from Water Rocket, who um, introduced me to become a, the Leo Hardo character, uh, they actually released release a uh, YouTube, uh, it's got a 12-minute uh, video of, called uh, Sex by Sexperts, or Sexperts on Sex. So this is with uh, the famous uh, Tara Patrick. Okay. Um, I remember hearing that. Yeah. And then uh, they they basically look at fan mail about, you know, asking sex questions. So if you have any questions about sex, you can send it to you over to Rotorocket.
0: How funny would it be? If you introduced me to them and I as a side gig. Wall away in not wrestling in WWE or anything. I I'm do just do doing, doing all parodies. these. I'm doing parodies yes. with like undercover. Nobody knows it's me though. You know
2: what? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to I'm going talk to director whose name Leroy Myers to come on the show and maybe maybe come up with an add idea. that to my crypto fund. My Aurora fund. Yeah. Is, uh, have a yeah. Have him on the show and actually maybe come up with the character for you. Have
3: they done a they're, they're, they're have huge they done a Furby thing.
2: I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> be, Remember
3: those trolls with the colored <laughs> hair too? Yeah.
2: just... <laughs> right back as a troll or a garbage pail kid. Just, oh yeah, just, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised that do he they done still it do garbage pail kids.
3: I don't know. No, do you? Do you remember uh, my buddy? Yes, my buddy, buddy my
0: buddy,
2: my buddy, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy, and
0: me. Kid you, sister, be, yeah, kid yeah. sister,
2: kid sister, and me. Fuck yeah, I remember yeah, that? Right? You, yeah. you
3: could, you could be the big buddy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. Oh, my God. I've hey, always toys hey, heavily hey, promoted. Hey, don't be using the name for my dick on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, no um, well.
0: <laughs> people find out it's me on all the Wood Rocket things because I always have Blue chew with me. <laughs> it's a dead giveaway with how much I, we promote it.
2: Yeah. Um, no, it yeah, works. so um, uh, for my social uh, webmaster, Joe, on Twitter and Instagram and my website, AsianJoe.com.
0: Good deal. JD. Anything you'd like to plug? To You can find my Stretch Armstrong on... On
2: uh, <laughs> <a, a> Pornhub. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love... We go so long. We, we we have... There's days or moments on this show where everything is... I feel like we could put a PG label on it, and then just, <laughs> it's just... It's going down Once it goes, it goes. Yeah. I had to keep it... What it I had to put it to explicit, because it's... God damn. Maybe, maybe we'll do I that. mean, I, I'm not, no, I don't, I, I like just to be able to talk. I, I always say your setting, know your audience and know your setting.
2: Well, you do say fuck a lot.
0: Now, I do in this setting, but believe it or not, like in, I don't in all different, a lot of different, like it depends on the setting.
2: Hmm.
0: But like when I, if I go out on a date, I'm not.
2: You're a gentleman.
0: Yeah. I mind my P's and Q's, open doors, flowers. That little
2: blue at the end?
0: What's that blue thing you're putting in your mouth? Nothing. It's vitamin. <laughs> JD, it's, don't you like don't you like blue Skittles? I like blue Skittles. Yeah, I, I hide. I actually hide them in pack a pack of Skittles, you know, just constantly Wait, digging did, through. The,
2: uh, does blue chew work on, on females too? I would imagine. Yeah. It like that. Ba- like yeah. Bag of room. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's what it is. It's, so but it's so blue you chew. Give, Yeah, you give blue chew to the. Dissolves female.
0: in your mouth. It's like a little candy. Ooh. Main sponsor of Conversation with the Big Guy. Ooh.
3: Or you could just I mean, you could share a blue chew, right? Like is it you could put it in your mouth and then like make out with the chick and she could get a little You could actually let it dissolve and keep yeah, you would be able to 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 yeah to swap some spit. Let's keep it clean, guys. Yeah, we're
0: really going downhill. Let's yeah. just
3: finish the goddamn
0: plugs.
2: <laughs> what kind of plugs? <laughs>
0: Let's get. Let's go back to floor hockey. <laughs> yeah, you're such more innocent when you talk about amateur sports. Yeah, right. Okay. God, is that out? Did you get here? No, he rebels? did not get. I feel like put... you didn't get. Yeah, you completely swerved the plug. I did, or you did. Well, maybe I did. I took it over. I'm a real.
2: I am real I plug. kind of chimed in. I don't know. Did I feel you like Kathy? all of
0: us just distract all of us? And the show is just turned into just
2: we, who you, can you, make you, fun of who. You boy. last talked about you, Stretch Armstrong oh yeah uh
3: no you can't you cannot find my stretch armstrong anywhere online as a matter of fact it's uh for private eyes only but what you can see online is what holds up my stretch armstrong and that's a weight belt best in the business weight (laughs) like that that didn't really flow together i don't i don't wear wear a weight belt to hold up my pants and that's just (laughs) because i don't wear pants that's That's because i wear shorts i live in florida um a lot of sick-minded people out there, you know. It's all I mean, I'm like catering to them, you know. They appreciate yeah. it from time to time. Well, everybody needs to be recognized at some point, right? Yeah. All the, all the pastels people out there.
2: But <laughs> Their balls are hot, man. They that's right.
3: <laughs> See, it's not just our listeners. It's UFC fighters. It's everybody. Everyone's balls are hot. <laughs> but if you want to get hot, balls and other hot extremities and you're in the gym and you're working out and you need a weight belt to support you and 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 you want to be safe you want to practice safe sets as they say
0: ah uh, safe sets okay. i like safe that sets. there we
2: go
3: that
0: that could be your. year have you thought about uh that's gonna be our name on,
2: that's gonna be a name I've, on show. I've, seen,
3: I've seen it before with like knee wraps the odd time or you know for other uh wrist wraps and stuff i've seen where you know ads where it's like practice i would just set. add that
0: to the top of your website maybe
3: well i'll have to look at the old copyright issue or trademark issue and see because some of that stuff is yeah not. yeah yeah
0: no it's people in the fitness industry there's sorry not to interrupt your plugs there's,
3: there's lapses in judgment when you're carb depleting you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways one day i'll get these plugs done uh IronAttitudeBelts.com. Uh, I still have to keep reminding everybody the the deadline. I think is uh, no, November second. I, I looked at the calendar. I was saying October thirty first. I thought that was a Friday, but it's actually a Wednesday. So November the second will be the Christmas cutoff. Uh, Christmas orders are coming in now. Once the cutoff uh, arrives, I will only be accepting limited orders under rush circumstances for Christmas. And once that amount has been filled, I cannot guarantee anything for Christmas. Right, in the meantime, you can also check out my Instagram page. Are you stretching over there? What are
0: you doing? I'm sorry. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> You're doing shrugs? I didn't think you could see me. I thought I was <laughs> out of the camera view. But... I was like, I don't know. Are you stretching? Are you dancing? I, I was literally doing shrugs and just like loosening up a little bit. I keeping working on my posture. I was slouched a little bit.
3: I'm angry. so it's sorry. You can uh, check out my Instagram page, at IronAttitudeJD, for all the latest and greatest and coolest and smoothest belts. i got to come up with something to say for that. I just try to ad-lib it, and it never works out. No. You know, it, it's,
0: it's sometimes <laughs> this, being it, a little preparation, but it's, this is kind of a free we ball met, show. Yeah, we've, I mean, I do notes, we, but I scribble them all, all time. over the place. Oh, we air write little, our balls when we go on the yeah. show. Good deal. I think everyone, though, to check out, we got a new camera coming. Um, I actually sold the camera that yes. you... Thank you for... I put it up on eBay. Gone. That... It sold while I was sleeping. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, actually, somebody tried to scam me, and another buyer messaged me saying that they ordered the camera, and but it was the wrong address, and to ship it to this other address. Uh-huh. And I'm looking, and then but there were like 10 messages... Five were from the one guy asking questions that bought it. Right. And then the other ones were from this guy who didn't buy it. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, I wonder how many people, because they probably, I don't, that was my first thing I think I've listed, and it's actually, outside of the supplements are on there, but, like, just a regular item like that. And uh, I caught that right away, and I was like, whew. Because I, and I messaged the other guy, and I go, you want this sent to another address? He goes, what? Mm -hmm. And then I go, oh, that's two different email. It was, yeah. But, uh everything so thank you for that because we, we got an even better camera so we'll have that but catch the show on the youtube guys youtube.com feed me more channel please like subscribe and uh we're trying to grow that youtube channel we got our guy working on that to try to expand that mm-hmm. to, to to get some more views and oh comments. hey hold
3: hold on a sec look at this i got a i got a call from the dirt sheets they want to know uh wh- what was it like to finally sell something
4: <laughs> oh glorious step.
3: no I just remember the last one popped you pretty good no it always does it always does
4: <laughs>
2: you haven't sold anything brother
3: yeah
0: the uh, I, I I wasn't expect- I thought that was something I don't I don't know I kind of bought into that, that not that the dirt sheets called you clearly right there the I, I don't know why I didn't see that coming
4: because
0: I picked up the phone and distracted you yeah
4: <laughs>
2: well, he actually got a phone call. No, oh, no, but never
0: mind. in all no seriousness, so if there's anybody out there with what, with YouTube experience that, uh, and maybe he could link you up with our YouTube guy and uh, editor Mike, and uh, we really, really want to to grow the YouTube show, and because uh, I know we're not doing something, it, it, it's there's a lot. I'm not familiar with YouTube. as like I am some of the other. Yeah, all
2: I I mean, I've I've been tagging you know you know, on Twitter and stuff like yeah. that to check it out and stuff like that. Try to get more people to come got, check it out.
0: People running the the feed me more nutrition and, and conversation with the big guy, uh, and it's growing slowly on Instagram and whatnot. So everything is we continue to grow the show, but I got I want to capitalize on all the platforms mm-hmm. and keep this keep this thing moving in the right direction. So support the cause, please, if you could, guys. And as always, men and women reviews are appreciated on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever platform that you listen to the show on. You
2: can always DM me. DM mm-hmm. Joe. Yep.
0: Fan mail to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada 89136. Amazon merch on Amazon under Feed Me More, Feed Me More Nutrition or The Big Guy Ryback. Feed Me More Nutrition on Amazon, FeedMemore.com and eBay for international orders. Personal video shout outs from myself, cameo.com slash The Big Guy Pro Wrestling Bookings Book The Big Guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barron's at Showbiz at AOL.com. Wake Up It's Feeding Time, a motivational book. Available on Amazon and paperback, audible, in Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, my personal Fuel Meals meal prep service. Meal prep at your doorstep. I'm not going to look at what he's doing. Save 15% with discount code, the big guy. Follow us on social media, guys, at CWTBG, at Ryback22, and at FMM Nutrition on Twitter, at FeedMeMoreNutrition on Facebook, at TheBigGuyRyback22 on Instagram, at FeedMeMoreNutrition on Instagram, at ConversationWithTheBigGuy on Instagram. <laughs> ryback right seven at Snapchat. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation With The Big Guy, pal. Bye.
3: Goddamn, I'm tired. Feed
0: <laughs> me
2: more. Oh, my God, my balls are hot g- now. G- give me
0: oxygen. <laughs>